0: 1470. 100.3 WMBD. My name is Craig Collins. I'm doing the Craig Collins show. I don't know why I just did it that way. Uh, I did it that way because of some other radio things I've been doing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I, I'm watching the a Biden press conference. Or at least I was up until I got to be on the radio. And now I stopped. Um, but I have it and I could play it and I, I could uh, play it from. Uh, where he started or where I'm at now, uh, but the whole beginning part of it, just to recap it for you, uh, was him talking about all the ways in which he provided uh, relief to those uh, who qualify for specific programs, how he enhanced them. Uh, he then mentioned that one of the changes he's going to be making uh, to help student loan um, holders who are going to have to pay back their student loans uh, now, uh, not that they weren 't going to pay back portions of their student loans uh, the the student loan forgiveness that was uh, being attempted by the Biden administration was ten thousand or twenty thousand per uh, person, depending on whether or not you got a pell grant so it wasn't it wasn 't all of your debt, but for a lot of people, it was a lot of their debt um, and i 've been honest and said on the show before that i 'm in the group of people uh, that would have gotten free money uh, from the government removed from student loans that I still have, and i 'm still paying off. Uh, but here's what I thought was interesting about what he's saying he's doing now. So he's reducing the percentage of money, uh, the percentage of your income, um, uh, your disposable income, that you would have to pay back uh, with student loans if you apply for a very specific program within the government, a, um income-based repayment plan, from 10 percent of your disposable income to 5 percent. And then he's also doing some other things he's announced so far, uh, but he's in the process of, of still doing that. Uh, he's not going to be able to forgive uh, student loan uh, debt anymore. And the reason that he can't do that, it is important to, it is important to talk about these things uh, within the context of how the Supreme Court viewed them, uh, not necessarily how the politicians uh, feel something should or shouldn't happen. And I've been saying uh, for a while on this show, actually, that the Supreme Court leading up to maybe even yesterday was making a lot more. Left leaning decisions than right leaning decisions than people expected, uh, even in cases that uh, talked about things like how you would gerrymander uh, parts of a a state in order to maybe enhance the way in which uh, voters within certain sections of, of a state uh, would vote. And so you would essentially uh, be able to elect more people on a certain side of the political aisle. That was something Republicans were fighting for in a, in a lawsuit that they lost. And there were a lot of examples. I like that. But the last two days have easily been described as uh, wins for conservatives and several of them, including the student loan debt forgiveness one. Uh, But what the Supreme Court said, and I'm once again reading these things, uh, mostly so you don't have to, I guess, at this point. Um, But what they said is out of the six states that sued and said that they were being damaged by student loan debt forgiveness, only one state, Missouri, had a unique scenario in which they actually were going to lose money. Uh, The uh, program that actually uh, works to collect those funds is a nonprofit government uh, corporation created by Missouri uh, that participates in the student loan market. An estimated $44 million a year in fees were going to be removed from uh, that organization and thus the government of Missouri's uh, bottom line. So the fact that they were able to demonstrate harm directly to them, the state of Missouri, uh, through the unique connection – to a program that collects fees on student loan uh, debt, even though that organization, I will say, in all honesty, I didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, The organization or the people in charge said, hey, uh, you can't lump us in. Uh, They even addressed that in the ruling in the Supreme Court by saying that it didn't matter, uh, that Missouri could demonstrate harm directly to itself. Uh, necessary, a direct, necessarily a direct injury to Missouri itself is the way that it's phrased, uh, meaning that they could participate themselves in the lawsuit, and thus uh, the Supreme Court was capable of deciding whether or not Biden had the legal authority to mass forgive millions and millions of dollars of student loan debt. And this should be the part that's not surprising to a lot of people. Uh, even um, the liberal judges who chose to go the other way and say this was legal, is the Supreme Court decided that was not legal, that you, you can't do that, that the Congress is supposed to be involved, uh, they are the they have the power of the purse. Um, and so did this uniquely hurt me as a person? Yeah. Do I actually, when I read through it, think it's the right decision as far as um, the, the legal ease all written in here goes? Also, yes. And the thing that I think is interesting, and I mean this very specific to student loan debt, not necessarily – to the decision about affirmative action or any of the decisions recently, Biden's saying that he was going to forgive $10,000 per student and $20,000 for anyone with a Pell Grant. And that's just federal loans. This isn't if you had uh, private loans, was in and of itself uh, bold, was in and of itself um, a fairly extreme action in the world of, of, of Um, executive orders uh, that you would try to go down the path of or saying, hey, we can do this with these rules here. So when it gets taken away and you see a lot of people, a lot of news organizations react by saying how ridiculously unfair it is uh, that this thing happened, that this thing was was pulled uh, from students, you don't remember, it seems you being those uh, media outlets, that the move itself was considered risky and bold and immediately likely to be challenged in court. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. It's not really a time to, to do those sort of things. But I do remember when student loan debt forgiveness was first announced, I believe that I said on this very radio show, however long ago that was, it feels like a while ago, that it would wind up getting challenged in court. And at that point, I kind of thought it would lose. Until I actually learned as slightly more as I know now about the legal system, still in no way, shape or form, I'm going to pretend to be an expert on the show with you and found that legal standing was going to be the big argument here. So if you're someone that would have had student loans forgiven, 10000 20000 and I got a Pell Grant, uh, which means when I went to college – uh, we didn't have a lot of money, so they gave me extra money, and they gave me that money for free. That's what a grant is, not a loan. Uh, I would have got $20,000 of student loan debt forgiveness just wiped out of uh, the thing that I log. I would have got the, the full amount. They would have given me all the stuff as far as uh, those things go. I understand the disappointment on a personal level of being like, man, I wanted free money, and I didn't get free money. But I will tell you all of the people, any of the people, if anyone is listening, that's in that bucket. If you actually go through and read the legal challenge, the legal reason for the decision, and don't convince yourself beforehand that this is entirely a political position by justices that believe one set of politics and justices that believe another, not saying they aren't politically you know, on their sides of the aisle. I, I easily admit that, and it is a 6-3 vote. But if you actually read it, th- there is an argument here that makes sense even to me someone who's not an expert in saying that Missouri was going to lose millions of dollars a year in fees. And whether you care or not about Missouri losing money in fees or you don't want to give money to the government, that part doesn't matter as far as the legal system goes. They they can um, demonstrate something like that and then decide that a, a action like forgiving student loans alone. And the reason, and we all know this to be true, I don't have to tell you this, that Biden didn't go through Congress. And recommend something that he hoped that people would pass is that right now that would not work, that would not win, uh, because Congress is controlled by Republicans and Republicans do not support this. So the branches of government thing. That's supposed to be uh, the way in which we have checks and balances on the powers that exist in our in our country and our government um, would not have allowed for the massive amount of student loan debt uh, forgiveness that Biden was attempting to get. And all those points can just be ignored because the minute it became a reality, or at least people thought it was a reality, was the moment that people thought they now are going to lose something, uh, something that they didn't actually officially have uh, because of all the things that happened after the fact. But you know what it feels similar to? And I know you're going to hate this if you already hate me for the things I say on the radio. Uh, we are where we are. I'm not I'm not doing this to in, I'm not intentionally trying to make you mad for the people who hate me. Just my opinions. And in the country we live in, I like the fact that we can share them. But it actually reminds me a lot of how the Biden administration is dealing with talking about the economy and things like inflation. Uh, they're not taking responsibility uh, for the ways in which things got bad. Uh, But they're talking about the ways in which things have gotten a little bit better after getting as bad as they did. So create a scenario where something pretty bad is going on, uh, then make it a little less bad, and then say you're doing a good job. That doesn't really work out. Create a scenario where you forgive massive amounts of student loan debt from millions and millions of Americans – when you probably don't have the legal authority to do that, and then when it doesn't work out, get mad and pretend as though this is something that's been on the books forever. There is no precedent. There are no things in this argument that said that this was guaranteed to work, and it's now been overturned by um, a Supreme Court uh, that refuses to look at all the other times uh, that stuff like this has happened. This is a unique first time that any president has ever attempted something like this, and for better or worse, whether you agree with it or not, Uh, Biden failed. Uh, And he failed because he doesn't have the legal authority, according to the Supreme Court. And you can decide that that's a politically biased opinion if you want to. um, But according to the Supreme Court, doesn't have the ability to go ahead and do that. And because of just one state out of six and the two people, the two individuals who said they were harmed, the Supreme Court threw that out. They said that they had no standing. And so their case didn't matter, wasn't a part of this. And five of the six states didn't have any standing. So really, really interesting. Uh, that Missouri set things up the way they did, and that inevitably caused the decision today that made me wrong, uh, among other things, which I'm fine with. It's totally fine. Uh, but 309-340-4464, if you want to call in, if you want to uh, text the show, uh, you can leave a voicemail. You can tell me I'm a moron. I'm an idiot. Oh, my God, how could you say that uh, again uh, about this thing on this certain side of the aisle? Um, but I do recommend that anyone who's extra mad – and actually, you know what, I'll say one more thing. One, This is not about – it's a ranty start to a Friday show – Uh, But I was talking to a really good friend of mine last night, and I know I've been saying that a lot on the show recently, uh, but this is uh, a very good friend of mine, and we started to dive deep into the affirmative action decision. And I said to him something that I've said to all of you, anyone listening right now on this radio show, you should go look at that first court case from 1978 uh, that decided that affirmative action was kind of okay, uh, or look at any of the other court cases since. And this morning I woke up to a text from my buddy, who who very much is on a side of the aisle that. You probably are sure I'm not on ever um, in my life. And, you know, who knows? Um, But what I well, all right, I'm not going to go that far. But what I would say is the text from my friend was I looked into it and I am shocked to admit to you that the court case, even in 2003, indicated that at some point affirmative action was likely to be overturned by the Supreme Court uh, anyway. And so this technically is something uh, that other decision from yesterday that was 20 years in the making to someone who will, Go look for that information themselves and not think about it the way that the politicians on either side of the aisle uh, tell you to think about it. Just go look for the information that's not being shaped by either political side and see if you come out feeling differently. And in this case, again, in the world of uh, student loan debt forgiveness, uh, there is no precedent. There is no uh, longstanding version of this sort of thing happening before, as I said. So it was attempted and it was failed. And I don't know if you can go ahead and tell yourself or, or we can tell ourselves uh, that this is because the Supreme Court acted tremendously unfairly in a situation that has never happened before. A uh, quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's The Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's The Craig Collins Show. It's Friday. Two straight days of giant uh, decisions for the Supreme Court. Uh, But there is other stuff uh, going on in the world. I thought this was an interesting poll. Fifty six percent of people say that they're definitely celebrating the Fourth of July. Uh, About everybody around here should be going to red, white and boom. And I'll get to red, white and boom in a second uh, because it's awesome. And I will be at it for a lot of time. Uh, and there's actually even a little image up on my Facebook page where you can check out more about Red, White, and Boom and uh, what we're going to be doing, where we're going to be. I really hope to see a lot of people there. Uh, 26% of people said they are not celebrating the 4th of July in a recent poll. And 18% – this isn't local. This was national uh, – said they weren't sure. They got confused. They're, they might celebrate. They could get tricked into it. I don't know what they're, they're saying there. Uh, here's what I found interesting is there were other questions that were asked, how patriotic are you, uh, was one of them. And if you were under the age of 40, you were more likely than any other group of people to say that you're not really patriotic or you're not at all uh, patriotic. That was 25% of people under the age of 40 that gave that answer. Only 10% of adults 65 and older uh, said the same thing. So it's, um, you know, quite a bit more of people that are younger. And I just, I think back to when I was a kid and when I would uh, have a fun 4th of July as a, as a child, um, as a you know kid who's only going to be given a sparkler, you're not going to get anything fancier than that, and you're going to be monitored the entire time you hold it. And if you're little enough, you hold it and stare at it, and you're a little bit afraid of it, and then you, you see that it goes out, and you're not hurt, and then you get very happy. Um, and we used to go across the street uh, where I lived, and there was a tiny little – I, I would call it a beach, but it really wasn't a beach. Uh, but it was a tiny little area of Union Beach, New Jersey, which is where we lived uh, for a while uh, in my childhood before we wound up uh, moving a few times. Um, and they would do a fireworks show uh, right there. So we would walk like down our block, around the corner, and then onto this uh, little tiny um, area of sand uh, where the small town that I had lived in at the time in Jersey, I had pretty much everybody in the town go, and they did a firework show, and it was cool. And I would always get an Italian ice um, mom would always grab one Italian ice for each kid, and he'd eat it there during the fireworks, and then he'd go home. And it's, it's a really great memory and um, a really fun thing to do as a kid. And so it's it's sad for me, uh, first and foremost, to think about the amount of people, 40 or younger, a lot of them have kids, that are going to refuse to celebrate and then refuse to make those memories uh, with their children. At least on that, I'm sure they'll do something else. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about it. Um, but it's it's a unique thing that I would not want to give up about my own childhood, my own life, and the way in which I celebrated uh, my country. And then even more so, and this is the thing I say that might get me in even more trouble, uh, but it is what it is, and I can even use a really extreme example uh, to do it. Uh, Brittany Greiner uh, is the example I'd use. She um, had her horrible experience in Russia uh, being unfairly imprisoned. Uh, she wound up uh, getting out of prison because we sent a, a literal merchant of death, uh, which is what, we called the guy, what they called the guy in news, um, uh, back to Russia in order to get Britney Griner out. And the only reason I bring her up in the context of this situation is she, someone who had been very critical of the United States as a professional athlete uh, said that uh, being returned to the United States after the experience she had in Russia uh, made her appreciate uh, the country in which she lives, the country in which she's from, uh, differently. There was a quote all about it, shared a lot of places um, I think, um, you know, in some ways people uh, thought that it's um, um, something she should have felt before uh, going through what she went through. And again, that's a very extreme example. Uh, but even in the ways in which I've talked about my, my wife and her life in Mexico or even her family right now in Mexico and how scared she is uh, for their safety uh, a lot because they live in a small town about an hour away from a bigger city and there is a uniquely bad uh, criminal presence uh, in her town right now. And you might think I'm making that up to be convenient on the radio, which how dare you, in all honesty, to to think that I would lie about the safety of my wife's uh, family is insane. Uh, but anyone who knows that that is definitely not what's happening uh, should appreciate that you do, if you go other places in this world, uh, get a different understanding of what is good and bad about the country in which you live in, the country in which you're from. It's not something everybody needs. Needs, but it's something that some people seem to need really bad. And even other countries you could go to that that say would have uh, uniquely good experiences for you. Uh, there's still negatives, uh, tremendous negatives, uh, to many many of the places uh, that Americans would say "quote unquote" prefer to live in. Uh, that is not the United States. And if you don't want to be here, um, I think the way I've heard it from people is the doors open. Uh, feel free. Uh, But it's just interesting to me that these things are so closely tied together, the political divide, uh, the political arguments, the student loan debt forgiveness um, failing today or whatever, and then people's basic sense of pride uh, for the country in which they're from and the things that are good about life here in the United States. Uh, that are immediately taken for granted by anyone that wants to have a conversation about the things that they do or don't like uh, that are going on that are are very, very different uh, than the things that are going on that are good or bad in a lot of other places in the world. And I think that's the biggest reason, if anything else, uh, the biggest way to convince anybody uh, that celebrating this country is something that shouldn't be as hard as it is for 25 percent of people under the age of 40. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, After the break, we're going to talk about Daisy Dudes. Uh, There is a very skimpy jean short uh, that's dividing Twitter and going viral and seems tremendously uncomfortable and beyond that, even very um, uh, warm uh, for the uh, seasons we're in now. But that's just one of several things. Uh, Call it a palate cleanser, if you will. Uh, We will also talk about some of the news of the day, too. Uh, But Will's got you covered with a lot of things uh, first. Uh, You can hear us on AM radio at 1470, on FM radio at 100.3, all over the Internet, WMBDRadio.com and the wmbd radio app. And in just a few days, on Tuesday, um, July 4th, uh, you can see us. Uh, You can yell at me in person if you don't like stuff that I've said. And I'll actually invite you on. If somebody does that or if multiple people want to do that, I'll invite you on the radio. We'll have a conversation. I'll explain to you why I'm not a crazy person, and you'll try to um, not be a crazy person either. That would be lovely. Uh, But we'll be out there. We'll be hanging out. It'll be fun. We'll be celebrating the 4th of July. We'll be celebrating the country, and we'll be celebrating, most importantly, uh, Carl Health's Red, White, and Boom, brought to you by uh, Adam Merrick Real Estate. It's back. It's better than ever. It's the biggest freaking firework show in uh, Illinois, and don't you dare say yours is bigger than ours. You are wrong, and we can prove it. We have the receipts. Uh, more on that as well in just a bit. Uh, but Will's got you covered now. And actually, if you if you get that app I said a second ago, download it, hit the play button, uh, you'll hear Will Stevenson talk about this.
1: But only go to Craig on the 4th of July and complain to him because if you complain to me about the news, I'm just going to cry. And that's going to be
0: <laughs> ugly. All right. That's a. Don't make Will cry. Yeah, That's is the other
1: part of the, that's the statement we here. That's a
0: general right. good
1: rule in life. Just right. you're don't invited, make Will you're cry. You're invited
0: to come up and tell me how dumb I am, but you're not invited to do that to Will.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Please uh, make sure my back is turned before you start talking about me like that.
0: All right, and we're gonna Thank hug you. it out, by the way. We uh, are. The people who do that with not you and oh. I, the, the people who come up to try to. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: say that's what's right. funny because, as I would recall it, you're not a fan of the hug. I'm not.
0: I'm not. Actually, and I won't force it on anyone either. Uh, so really. <laughs> Really, we might air hug it out. Uh, that's what it might be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, good, 10, 15 feet distance yeah. between you and the hug. Uh huh.
0: Yep. Yep. Kind of like an eighth grade dance. We're gonna we're gonna leave room <laughs> for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I
1: miss the eighth grade dances. <laughs> <laughs> what you a could, sentence! You could dance with people without actually having to dance with people.
0: Yeah. You didn't even know what you know they were saying because you, you were, were so far away your you couldn't hear them. Arms were stretched out. Uh-huh. You're just
1: swaying back right. and forth because you don't know any real moves yet. Yep.
2: Yep, Except that's right. for the
1: uh, square dancing you learned in grade school, but that doesn't work in any No, you shouldn't dance. do that there. No, no, it's not
0: right. All right. Um, you got some news? But you I digress, Craig. <laughs> uh. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, lots of things out there in the world. Um, this is interesting, though. I'm seeing stories now from the East Coast and all the wildfire smoke that's going to be getting uh, over there. Um, I think one article says upstate New York will breathe secondhand wildfire smoke again today. Uh, what's really surreal about this is I know I look outside and I see things are, are marketably different uh, than they've been over the last couple days uh, for us here. Um, but the the thing I realize is that this is going to be like a back and forth thing for a while. I was actually talking to someone uh, during lunch uh, that said this is going to be an all summer thing uh, that they were reading. And, yeah, it sounds that way. Um, there, there isn't any real solution. Uh, to us uh, preventing the amount of smoke and things that Canada is sending our direction uh, from getting here. I don't know if at some point uh someone will say something like hey uh Canada you got to you got to do something and I don't know what they could do um as far as um you know uh benefit our country because of the the issues that are and I don't think they would by the way I'd be willing to do that but it's just it's just an interesting scenario uh, to play out and to be sort of a back and forth uh thing uh, I even was uh, watching some uh baseball games the other day and I saw that some of them were playing in atmospheres that seemed like um, maybe other situations, other states, other places would call the games off. And I'm not trying to overblow the situation. I don't want anyone that, that hears me talking about all this uh, thinks that I'm saying I think that it was dangerous uh, to be outside. I don't totally understand and know if there's any sort of impact uh, that that kind of smoke will have on us. Uh, anyone that said anything about this that seemed to have much more credibility than me, uh, said that only people who would have a unique – it's so weird because it's so similar to COVID – in a way anyone that have any unique susceptibility people with asthma or whatever the the pre-existing conditions uh, would be uh needed to be more careful uh, than others uh, but it's just a thing that that uh, seemed to be a a unique situation. And that, again, will continue to repeat itself uh, with us having very little ability to to do anything to prevent it. Um, other things out there that I thought was interesting. Hunter Biden's lawyer uh, roasts IRS whistleblowers in a in a message to the GOP. Uh, this was a scoop. I think Axios uh, had this. Uh, the letter um, uh, comes after uh, chair Jason Smith last week released transcripts of interviews with two IRS agents who claim that the investigation in Hunter Biden was improperly handled, along with a purported WhatsApp message. Um, And I love that they put purported in Axios because no one within the Biden administration has has denied these messages. Uh, The only thing they've said is how dare anybody take private messages of Hunter Biden and put them out into the world. Um, What is even more interesting is what the lawyer said. It's little surprise that Hunter Biden's attorneys are attempting to chill our investigation and discredit the whistleblowers who say that they have already faced retaliation from the IRS and the Department of Justice despite statutory protections established by law. That is a a director of communications for um, one of the uh, committees that is looking into more of this stuff. And so it's just it's just fascinating to me. That's all I want to say about this. And I'll eventually start uh, getting to audio and doing other things. Uh, But it's fascinating to me all the back and forth here and all the the prepackaged defenses uh, for Hunter Biden as things seem to get worse and worse and worse in the world of WhatsApp messages and all the things that there's more uh, WhatsApp messages out there now uh, that seem to further demonstrate a problem in the world of uh, the Biden administration and specifically Hunter Biden's activity, the way in which he leveraged his father, even if his dad wasn't involved, which I know, as I say that a whole lot of people laughed at the radios and I'm not telling you you're not right to laugh at your radio. It's hard to believe that for a lot of reasons. And so I'm not telling you that it's something that I even really believe. Uh, But even if it were true uh, that um, Joe Biden, that our current president was never involved in any of these Hunter Biden stories, uh, the fact that things just keep getting worse uh, surrounding Hunter Biden and that He's having no real distance um, uh, created between him and his father, who's currently our president, is sort of also shocking and confusing. Uh, you know, like what what do, you, what do you blame the behavior of the past of Hunter Biden on uh, other than, I guess, uh, people who'd say, you know, he, he had a drug addiction he doesn't have anymore. Uh, but there's a lot of messages sent that don't seem like a guy uh, that's incapable of of behaving like a, a person who's, you know, not impacted by things like that in the moment uh, when saying and doing certain things um, and that he could be a totally different person today. If Hunter Biden leveraged um, the non-existent political position of his former vice president father and not yet presidential father, what is the likelihood that this individual is still doing this right now in some way, shape or form, even if it's not connected? To, and that I know, again, I'm sort of creating this argument uh, with an intention, with a purpose. And yet, Biden, uh, Hunter Biden is invited to state dinners. He's invited to anything that uh, pop is going to. And it seems like this is a person that shouldn't be in those rooms easily. And if it were any other politician, and everybody hates the whataboutisms, any other politician on the uh, conservative side of the aisle, uh, there would be outroar every time this family member were brought to something where they would have access to someone uh, that they would potentially use in some sort of. Uh, um, inappropriate way, and leverage dad 's position as the president in an inappropriate way and that i 'm not even saying anything that 's really extreme in that take in saying that Hunter Biden is likely to continue to take advantage of the position his father is in, so don 't put him in rooms he shouldn 't be in, uh, and yet that's that 's even still happening, so there 's literally no reaction. Uh, From the Biden administration, from the Biden family, or from Democrats in general, to just how damaging all of the different Hunter Biden stories have been. And that should confuse you. That should make you wonder why uh, they're not even willing to do anything in the world of taking Hunter Biden out of those rooms, Uh, because that is the bare minimum uh, reaction to this. All right. Before I take a break, I do want to tell you a little bit more about Red, White and Boom. Uh, We will be broadcasting starting at five o'clock there. There's going to be a bunch of guests Uh, You'll hear from the other radio stations. Uh, You'll hear from uh, people that work here at this station. You'll hear from Will Stevenson uh, easily because he'll be there for several hours with me. Uh, We'll be broadcasting right off to the right of the the clock tower out there um, and actually technically where the Spirit of Peoria used to be. So it's the Spirit of Peoria Max broadcast in a way. Uh, But the fireworks show is going to be amazing. Uh, We have a crap ton of fireworks, the most of anybody. Uh, It's probably not um, officially uh, stated as a crap ton of fireworks. Uh, The most of anybody in the state, though, it is the biggest firework display uh, in Illinois. Uh, No one else can claim that. We have the receipts. We know all the data. And even more importantly than that, it's a ridiculous process to put all this together uh the show lasts about 30 minutes and you will walk away thinking that you just saw something uh, that you'll probably never see again and then we'll do even more next year uh, because each year we keep making this thing even bigger and better Uh, so go on the fourth of july the fireworks start at nine as i said the broadcast uh, for us uh, live from the riverfront uh, starts at five o'clock all right quick break a lot more 1470, 100.3 wmbd it's the craig collins show Fourteen seventy one hundred point three 100.3 WMVD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, This is some of my favorite audio I've ever uh, heard, or at least in a while heard. Uh, This is a little kid uh, that's showing up at his buddy's house, and he's got a bike helmet from his buddy, and he rings the doorbell, and it's one of those fancy doorbells, and uh, the parents answer. And I say parents because both mom and dad connect, but they're both at totally different places. Uh, They're both at different jobs, and they cannot hear each other. So mom, for this uh, kid's friend, uh, doesn't know that dad, for this kid's friend, is also on this call. And they're both giving this little kid who's just trying to return a bike helmet to his buddy uh, different advice on how exactly to return the helmet, and it is amazing. The video is even more um, incredible or adorable or whatever you want to say because the kid's like deer in headlights. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do here, people. Uh, but here, just listen to what it sounds like when two adults are telling a little kid to do exactly the opposite thing.
3: Hey, buddy. Sorry, Jade is not here today.
4: Well, he
0: left his helmet. Okay, can you just leave it there at the door?
4: Hey, don't leave it there. Just take it Thank home you, with you. And then um, when we get home tonight, um, I'll send him
2: over, <laughs> and he can play with y'all, and you can get take it to it. him then, okay? So yeah, because I don't want so somebody. to back it. No, you can uh, just no, leave it there at the <laughs> door. It. I can have him play with you later, and oh, you can give man. it to him then, okay? Uh, so I'm
0: leaving it
2: here. Yeah. No, don't fine. leave it there. Take it home with you.
0: Thank you. So I I I don't want
2: anybody to
0: steal. I don't know what to do. Now you can just leave it there, buddy. I don't know what to do. Up the front door. (laughs) He'll get
2: it from
0: you. He's doing all this stuff. He's putting it down. He's picking it up. He's putting it down. He's looking the other direction. He's like, I don't. This is the most confusing thing I've ever been in in my life. And yeah, I don't know what to do. I would have just run. I think. I don't think I would have kept the helmet. I would have left the helmet. I wouldn't have even put it in whatever corner of their porch they're telling me to put it in. And I would have just full on bolted from that situation. I probably wouldn't have even hung out with that friend. For a few days, I'd be like, I need a week, man. I don't know what happened here, but I love it. I love that technology is what it is, and people who invent uh, fancy technology don't think about like unique scenarios that probably are even unlikely to occur. But I think one thing that they need to change in whatever the doorbell is that did this is you hear each other. If you both connect at the same time, you hear what the other person is saying. On the off chance you're saying different stuff. Uh, to someone in front of your door, especially if that's someone is a kid. I love that audio a lot. I, I love it because uh, no more challenging situation. I will confront that young man for several more years of his life, and I, I don't know how it ended. I actually have no idea what he wound up doing. Uh, other things out there, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, there is a website, a website that typically sells a lot of um, uh, fancier clothing to, to women, uh, that is selling a unique product and it's uh, selling it to guys. they're calling them daisy dudes. They are essentially daisy dukes uh for uh, guys uh, they are ten ninety nine uh they're a fast fashion behemoth is what they're calling uh the trim denim shorts. I think there's a lot of reasons that this would be an uncomfortable move for a guy um uh, very much so a lot of a lot of reasons. And uh, the popularity of this item, I can't assess because people are sharing it all over social media, uh, all over Twitter. Uh, Some are are, uh, thrilled uh, to see it. Many, many more are laughing at it. And some are just worried because it's it's hot. It's the summer season. Exactly how that's going to wind up working out for anyone that chooses to wear it. But I didn't know there were ever going to be Daisy Dudes. And I didn't didn't know that they were going to be all over uh, the news feed. On the on Twitter, on the social media, and uh, I'm not doing well for it. Uh, there's a story in the New York Post, uh, by the way. That's how I wound up finding out about this. Uh, they are not ads tailored to me. Uh, this is not something that the Twitter thinks I want in any way. I don't want want to make sure people know that. I just go to the New York Post a lot. Uh, other stories that I saw out that I thought were kind of uh, interesting, and this one is really. Uh, More for my wife, and she'll be on in about half an hour or so uh, with her word of the day. Uh, But Hurricane Beatrice has formed off of Mexico's coast. It has strong winds, heavy rains. It is rapidly intensifying. It is something that they're worrying about there. Uh, But Betty's name is Beatrice, so she has Hurricane Beatrice now as a thing. I don't know if there's ever been like a Hurricane Craig. I don't don't think that there has been. Um, If there has been, I don't know much about it. Tropical Storm Craig Tracker. That's that's interesting. Uh, has there ever been a hurricane named Craig? Uh, Google, tell me out. Uh, yeah, it was, and it flattened. Um, um, uh, it has Hurricane Craig has flattened North America. What is this? I don't know anything about this. Is this a real thing? Uh, someone call in. Was Hurricane Craig bad? Uh, the whole thing uh, I wanted to say uh, just quickly about it is it's a weird it's a weird feeling. But I imagine when you find out that a hurricane is named after you, you want even more for it to be harmless. Like, you always want them to be harmless. No one wants people to get hurt. But I think there's a unique selfishness in finding out that there's hurricanes or things named uh, that share your name. And you're like, man, I really hope that one's not bad. I really hope that no one talks about that one uh, for a long time. So I just thought about that immediately when I saw that story. And uh, I will ask Betty in about half an hour uh, what she thinks of, of – she'll probably tell me the very sweet Betty thing, uh, that she'd like all hurricanes to not be bad. And she won't care that it's named after. But we'll find out. That's my guess. Uh, we'll see in about – uh, 35, 40 minutes. I saw this story and I thought it was uh, odd um, and just more palate cleanser topics. Louis Vuitton recently sold a handbag uh, for $63,000. Uh, the thing about this handbag that's unique is it's the size of a grain of salt or even smaller than it. So it literally has to be looked at with a microscope in order to tell that it's anything other than a speck. Uh, that you found, I don't know, I don't even know where you'd find it. I don't even think you would find it if you weren't trying very hard to look for it. A company named Mischief uh, that spells the name of their company MSCHF uh, to cause mischief with the spelling of that uh, name and then to annoy me a lot uh, helped create this product. Uh, they've recently sold other things like backward shoes and a box of cereal with one giant fruit loop in it. So they're just dumb. Mischief is just a dumb company. Uh, It's just people that want to make dumb things for dumb reasons. I'm being very mean to them and just just live the life of, hey, who wants a a cereal box with one giant fruit loop in it? Uh, Someone who shops at mischief. Uh, They made this with a 3D printer. It's most it's so small, as I said, you can't even really see it with the naked eye. uh, Less than point three point zero three inches. Uh, it's small enough to th- fit through the eye of a needle. Uh, it is just a dumb uh, thing to purchase. I mean, do whatever you want with your money. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to spend it. Uh, but seriously, having something that's that tiny, that, that I don't think I would be impressed. If someone showed that to me, I think I would the entire time I'm trying to look at it. Like it's way worse than sharing your vacation photos uh, with someone. Uh, sharing the really, really tiny Louis Vuitton bag you bought for a ridiculous amount of money just feels uh, like something I would, wa- I would not want to be any part of. And yet it would probably take way too long uh, for them to stop talking about it uh, the next time I saw someone who bought this thing. But you do you. Uh, You go whatever road you want. Uh, I love this. Uh, This is a poll of um, a bunch of different people uh, that you're likely to encounter if you're going to any sort of cookout uh, for the Fourth of July, any sort of big gathering of people. Uh, Number one on the list, uh, the number one thing that a lot of people say they see at all these kind of parties is someone who piles all their food on the plate to only get up and do it once. 28% of people, according to the same poll, are uh, food pilers. Uh, They pile up on one plate. They do just a mountain of food, and they sit down and they're done. And uh, if you watch them do it, you might feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, But then it's over, and then they don't have to do any more getting up and sitting back down. Uh, Number two on this is the person who gets their food delivered to them without getting up. I will tell you in Mexico, this is most people, Um, at least with my wife's family. Um, Almost all of the men uh, just sit down and wait at the table. And the woman in their life uh, delivers them their food. The exception to the rule uh, when me and uh, when my wife and I go to Mexico is is me. I will get up and get Betty stuff and I'll put it on her, um, you know, the table and I'll get my own things and put them on the table. And I I, I don't think that it's really intended to be um, a tremendously serious thing. But Betty's father looks at me with a, a certain level of disappointment every time I do it. I'm just like, it's culture. Culture is different. Um, I wouldn't hate sitting down. And Betty sometimes does it. I shouldn't say it's all the time. Uh, there's sometimes where she feels like um, her dad, uh, her father, Rayo, is disappointed enough that she gets up and gets my food for me. But I do this. Uh, some people receive this. It's very nice. It's a very good thing. Uh, the drinker who keeps asking if anybody else needs another beer is another person you'll encounter at the uh, cookout. Uh, The person who will definitely drop food on the ground, maybe feed it to the dogs, maybe feed it to themselves. That's the thing. What's wrong with vacation photos? That's what someone just texted me on uh, my text message, 309-340-4464. And now they're sending me vacation photos. Nothing's wrong with like a couple, man. And honestly, in the world we live in now with social media, most people don't even thumb through them uh, the way that they used to when you take them back and print them off. Uh, When you go get your photos developed and then you'd hold them in your hand. And yes, I'm old enough to remember that and show them to people. We did this. We did this. Uh, But there's a moment where no one wants to be doing that still, except the person that went on the vacation. And it happens way quicker than you want to admit, man. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Uh, But that's the answer to your question, 309, is sometimes there's just too many photos and you want to do other things like any other things. Although, again, I guess for the most part. Uh, people just put these up on Facebook now and I just uh, skip them. I just I just don't watch that many or look at that many. I like like one. I'll be like, I, I liked it. I'm good. We're fine. Uh, one last one. I think this is interesting. They say at most cookouts, there's a guy uh, who gives unsolicited grilling advice to who's ever actually cooking the food. Um, and I think it's interesting that you say that um, because sometimes I want to give advice. I'm not a good cook. I do enjoy grilling. I have a lot of time, a lot of fun grilling, um, but I don't, I don't want to, you know, force it. So I just kind of stand there and maybe throw out a little thing, maybe, maybe think a couple things. Uh, but I've never been quite the guy to actually just full-on uh, backseat grill because uh, I don't think anybody should be a backseat griller. All right, a quick break. 1470. 100.3 WMD it's the Craig Collins Show. I got a text a little bit ago uh, that I liked, but I, I had to be cautious about it. Uh, someone sent me a text, and it said, this show is Hurricane Craig. I was talking uh, recently about how there's a hurricane uh, that has the same actual first name as my wife, uh, Beatrice, and I'm, I'm scared for her, uh, not just because, you know, hurricanes that make the news are not always great, uh, but actually because uh, it's got her name. And I think you like you cheer for a hurricane with your name to be like a total dud. I don't think anyone would want it to be uh, – I don't want any news where they're coming in with, like, Hurricane Craig is horrible. Uh, that's not a thing I want. But that person sent me the text, and I was like, uh thanks, buddy. Uh Fan of the show, yes or no? And I love the reaction. The next one, like, yeah, I listen every day. Love you, just giving you a hard time. I'm all about a hard time uh, via the text messages. 309-340-4464. Come at me, bro. I, I would love to uh, chit-chat back with you. Uh, but I have made the mistake of uh, thinking someone that was – um you know, uh, making a joke, I was just making a joke, and then I make a joke back, and it it makes someone matter. That's that's all I'll say. Someone who's actually upset and sending me an upset text, and uh, I respond back with what I think is is a way to make fun back. Uh, Not always a good move, uh, but yet we're behind the screen of computers and and phones and stuff, so I guess I'll be fine. Uh, But 309-340-4464. If you send me a text and you're making a joke or not making a joke, I may joke back. That is just the morning uh, that's coming. Uh, 309-340-4464. Let's do some things in the world of our president and politics, and then we'll talk about other stuff, too, because it's Friday, and I'm sick of this. I really am sick of it. Like, it truly, And the last couple of days, I know this isn't supposed to be part of the show. I'm supposed to tell you stuff uh, about other stuff, not about me. Uh, but the last couple of days with the Supreme Court rulings and the people that are losing their minds – and there's a lot of people going crazy. There's a lot of things being said uh, all over social media. You know what? Actually, screw it. I, I want to say this one other thing. Um, I was <laughs> – this is a ranty Friday show. I can't stop myself. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, last night that I'm I, very good friends with. Uh, we don't see eye to eye in a lot of politics. I've mentioned him already once in the show uh, but I was talking to him, and one of the things we wound up landing on was a talking point. Uh, he said a talking point to me about how you know our society is going backwards, and there's people in it that are that are you know um, being treated unfairly in this way or that way. It wasn't a racial thing for anyone that thinks that that's what we were talking about. We're both white dudes. It wasn't that. Uh, but anyway, I said where? Uh, my first reaction was where, and I wasn't trying to dis just dis- uh, prove. Uh, that any sort of bad treatment of people exists in our society and that some of that is unfair. Uh, It is, Um, but it's not as prevalent as people would want other people to believe if you're talking about things in the world of politics. I even looked into it, uh, the amount of hate crimes and hate crimes is not specific to any one race. It's, it's the totality of crimes that are hate-related. They can be uh, based on religion. Uh, they can be based on sexual identity. It's, it's anything on the statistics from the FBI, uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, that has a problem sometimes uh, with accuracy and, and following up on things. So they're not exactly the most um, um, uh, valuable of organizations uh, all the time, certainly, to, I think, uh, some of the listeners out there now. But nonetheless, they compile this stuff. And I found that the amount of total hate crimes... Uh, The last year in which it was actually uh, put out there is is so it's like 10,000 total crimes that are determined to be hate crimes. And that's a lot of different stuff. But but total Uh, in an entire year, it might sound like a lot, but that's in the, the entire country. That's not specific to, say, the state of Illinois. That's not a lot of people that are victims. And a lot of it is actually crimes to property. Or or crimes against, quote, society, uh, not necessarily crimes against a person, um, that's about 35% of them. So out of those 10,000, people who were injured in some way, shape, or form by someone else uh, who did it for a reason that's that's hate-related is actually like 6,000. And again, I'm not trying to say that they're okay, uh, but my friend was saying it to me like this happens every day all the time all across America. And I, even, I dove even deeper, and this is so ranty, I can't help myself, um, but 52.3% of hate crimes are against white people. 21.7% are against black people. 16.3% have race unknown as far as a, a factor. Uh, 11.4% were Hispanic or Latino, and 7.8% of crimes against someone uh, were a group of multiple ethnicities. So when you actually talk about the people who are, are uh, the victims of these kind of things, it's a much more complicated conversation than we want to have. And again, that, that feels more racial than I intended it to be because uh, my friend and I weren't talking about race at all. But it, just, it was funny to me and it was interesting to me because you say this stuff and you hear uh, the president say certain stuff and you envision a world in which we're all like at each other's throats physically in, in public places uh, because of disagreements we have. And uh, that is not true. Um, for the most part, even if we don't uh, seem to be kumbayaing together uh, in the park after you know playing a game of of a frisbee or something, uh, we are not um, uh, attacking each other uh, as often as, as some would say. All the attacking is going on online. It's all the Internet. It's all people behind their computers uh, screaming things and I guess typing in all caps and threatening other people uh, that they're not in the same place as and will probably never be in the same place as. And we as a society this is so preachy. I'm so sorry, uh, but it's where I'm going today. We we've at least some of us, I think, and I think older generations are less likely to do this. Uh, we forget that that's not real life, that none of that is real. And my favorite joke is the Dave Chappelle joke. Uh, when he was being canceled on Twitter, and he said, Twitter's not a real place. Anyone that thinks that all this stuff going on is actually happening on the streets uh, because you're looking at it on social media, I mean, it's the same as when companies made decisions based on how people reacted on Twitter uh, to the things that they were doing. Uh, they would fire people or they would, you know, uh, change this or change that. And that was illogical because so few people. Uh, we're actually on Twitter, like out of the actual amount of people in our society, in our country. It wasn't everybody. And even less people were complaining. So it's just it was fascinating to me, all of that and talking to my buddy and getting him to admit that he was assuming uh, there was a lot more, you know, uh, craziness out there in the world that was tied to some of the social issues we talk about. And not just like areas of violence in our society, because those exist. Uh, we hear about that a lot. We hear about them uh, right here in, in Peoria that we have. Um, violence that we're trying to get under control. So I'm not saying we're not a, um, um, a society that doesn't see violence. It's not that. It's just, again, it's so funny to to think about the way we interpret stuff now and how many people um, are tricked by uh, the understanding of the world that comes from what you're seeing on the Internet because it's, it's not the real world. All right, I will play actual audio, and I will stop preaching. Uh, this has uh, gotten way too out of hand. Uh, let's do this. Let's play the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, I'm uh, making up a politician and a pretty sweet politician at that. I don't know who this person is, uh, but I'd like to know more about them
2: in his career. Hi, Ed. In his career, Ed has covered every president since Ronald Reagan. Right. Not to age you, my friend. Who is Ronald
0: Reagan? Who is that person? Is that person real? Is that person awesome?
2: covered every president since Ronald Reagan. Ronald
0: Reagan, man. Again, I mean, that's a sweet name. That could even be like a wrestler name if you really wanted to go that road. Uh, But that's not a real person. Of course, she meant Ronald Reagan. I just enjoy that. Uh, Here's a moment of the president uh, being strange. Uh, Let's do that. He did his whole press conference today. Uh, He talked quite a bit about um, how he's going to keep fighting uh, student loan um, uh, debt forgiveness. Uh, Here's the problem uh, for anyone that's going to hope that Biden succeeds in that fight is he offered a lot of tools in his toolbox. Whenever this president and this administration starts talking about tools and a toolbox, uh, they are not going to do stuff. They usually say all options are on the table. Uh, All tools are in the box. We're thinking about all the tools. Uh, They're not the kind of people that take tools out and use them for very many things. So when you get to that world, not good is what winds up happening. Uh, But here's how he responded to something that had nothing to do with that. As he's trying to walk out of the room, uh, someone was yelling at him about things like a, a, a report about Afghanistan, and he did not like that yelling. He came back at that.
5: Mr. President, what do you admit a failure in
3: Afghanistan? Mistakes. There was a, there was a report on Afghanistan in withdrawal saying there was failure, mistakes. Do you know admit there was mistakes during the withdrawal and before?
5: No, no. All the evidence is coming back. There. Remember what I said about Afghanistan. I said Al-Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press.
0: Okay, hold on. Two things. Uh, First, it's weirder. It's always been weird to do the whisper thing and then go back into the regular speech thing. But it's weirder to do that when you're answering a question and walking back toward a podium. To me, that's a stranger move. Like if I were to answer a question in person to you, and instead of doing it in like a speech version, I went up and down in the inflection of my voice uh, to add emphasis to the things I'm saying uh, while answering your question, uh, that's weirder. But the other thing I love And this is because I work in audio, is isolating a portion of what Biden just said and telling you that this is basically him admitting he has no idea what's going on most of the time in his life. I mean, this is the perfect way uh, to summarize how Biden probably reacts our current president to most situations, at least the first 15 times people run through them with him. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. (laughs) I was right. What's happening? What's going on? Where who? Where are we? Are we? Uh, is everything? I, I think I'm right. I think everything's fine. We'll be great. Uh, that, I love that audio uh, so much, no matter how creepy the little whispering thing is. One last thing I wanted to play. Uh, and I know I, I talk about uh, things on this show, and I know that I offer opinion, and I know my opinion comes from a, a certain side, uh, for the most part, of the political aisle, and people might get mad at that or like that, depending on who you are and what you think, and that's fine. And I, I'm not exactly shying away from talking about... Uh, My political opinion on this show, I think it's the importance or the point of the show uh, as it exists. But but here's here's what I'm trying to say. I have audio of an Obama um, politician, uh, an economist um, that said for quite some time that the Biden student loan debt thing was a bad idea. And this, I think, was on CNBC uh, where this question is being lobbed about how maybe you liked the student loan debt forgiveness the way it was built before. And now you're not really a fan of it or something. It was it was an all over the place uh, kind of version of a question. Um, and I'll just play a little bit of it. But he immediately comes back with, nah, I thought it was a terrible idea for a bunch of reasons. I was not a fan of it. So anyone, I just want to say this to anyone that, that wants to tune me out, uh, put your fingers in your ears when I talk because you think I'm on a side of the aisle that you're not on and how dare I uh, say stuff and think things that you don't say and think. I like to prop up some of my conversations with stuff being said on that other side of the aisle that whoops daisy seems to agree with me. You no,
4: know, initially, you were in favor and kind of excited about the idea and the prospect of this.
2: What, what went wrong? What happened?
3: Oh, no, but I, I've been critical of student loan debt relief um, for the last two years. But the plan came in, frankly, much worse than I expected. Um, it was supposed to be about $250 billion. I thought that was a bad idea. I expressed that instead, it's probably about five hundred billion dollars, and at this point in our economy, we it's really bad. don't need to be adding <laughs> five hundred billion dollars of deficit spending.
0: Oh my God, the hot take from this man. What is Jason Furman saying an economist for Obama? What, how dare he uh, say that it's a bad time to spend this much money that that would not have been good for us uh, that anybody who got ten to twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt relief? that you would have been paying back for the, never, the next however many years it would have taken to pay that back may wind up being stuff that, that you pay back other ways as the cost of things continue to rise. All right, I'm adding some thoughts out of what he's saying there. Uh, but for the most part, I just I love that. He's like, no, I've always been against this. I've always thought this was a real bad idea for reasons that have nothing to do with the legality of them. Uh, but darn it, I guess uh, Obama is attached to me because uh, I work for him. And so everybody assumes, I think, the other thing, because uh, that's how we are right now. Uh, We just we just think uh, that everyone um, that is on one side of the aisle uh, disagrees with everything on the other side of the aisle. uh, There's no nuance. There's no conversation. There's nobody that could actually dabble. uh, However horrible of it is for him to do it as as a liberal to dabble in conservative uh, thoughts every once in a while. It's like he he went to, you know, a different church or something. Uh, For me, I'm Catholic. It's how my grandmother reacts when I when I accidentally go to a Christian mass. Uh, One time. Not that it's ever happened, but she's very upset. She's very confused. Why would I do that? Get back into that Catholic Church. Uh, This is a a Democrat
3: saying a conservative thing. It's supposed to be about $250 billion. I thought that was a bad idea. I expressed that. Instead, it's probably about $500 billion. And at this point in our economy, we really don't need to be adding $500 billion of deficit spending (laughs) for a purpose that, frankly, You know, includes wealthy law students and business school graduates getting tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Oh, no. How could he say that that way? How dare he? This horrible man uh, believe and say things that other people believe and say uh, who have an R in front of their name. And he's still supposed to be, uh, you know, a a good and honest Democrat. Uh, At least that's how some of the world reacts uh, to some of these conversations. All right. Quick break. A lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I got very feisty. Uh, toward the tail end of this segment. Let's see what happens next. 1470, uh, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. The text messages are on fire today. I guess I should rant more. I should just rant all the time. I should just do a rant show. Uh, although a one-guy rant show, is it's a tough thing to pull off. Uh, not many of us can do it, even for like a 24-hour period. Um, I got a message from someone who sent me a photo and said that he and I look very similar. Uh, and I admit it's true. There, I see a lot of the stuff. we got the beard thing going. We both rock the glasses. We both do the hat thing. Uh, I don't know if this is actually a picture of you or a picture you pulled off the Internet because it looks like a guy that's alone in a plane. Uh, which is a sweet move. If you also have a private plane, sir, who thinks you look like me, tell me where the plane is parked, please. Let me see if I can try to get on it. And don't mind me if I borrow it from time to time. Uh, but that's, that's awesome. And then also just a, a bunch of other messages uh, from people. Uh, one guy, my favorite one of other messages I got, that said, hey, that last piece of audio you played that did not sound like Barack Obama. I did not say it was Barack Obama. And if I was going for like a fake Obama and and this uh, texter and I have now agreed, and thank you for finding it funny, um, I would definitely pick a better Obama impersonator uh, than the economist for uh, Barack Obama, uh, Jason uh, Furman, uh, who sounds nothing like Barack Obama. That, that's, a, that's a tough road to go in that world. All right, uh, one other quick thing. I do think this is interesting, and then I'll get back to other uh, sillier stuff. Uh, this is essentially how uh, our president, and audio just left uh, off the table a second ago, uh, said that he's going to fight for anybody and everybody, that lost out on student loan debt forgiveness. I'm not happy. Let me say it this way. I'm not happy about uh, the failure of student loan debt forgiveness. I'm not celebrating it. I don't want people on the air to think like I'm, I'm doing a dance because I just lost 20,000 bucks, man. I feel like I just went to the casino. I bet on um, you know black or on red, and the other one just uh, clicked in, and that, that stinks. I lost $20,000. But here's the thing. I know I shouldn't have put $20,000 on black or red at the casino at Roulette. It's a terrible game. I had a horrible chance to win. And if I did win, I know I would have gone double or nothing and I would have lost again. Eventually, I agreed to my student loans. I said I'd pay them back. Um, I'm, I'm doing my best in paying those back and I still have more to go. And again, I, I would have loved the free money. Free money is free money. Uh, but I know it's not the right thing. I know it's not the, the right way uh, for this to be done, even more so than that. Uh, the fact that The president was trying to do it alone. But here, let me play this other piece of audio uh, real quick of how he said he's going to keep fighting. And this is just going to be a campaign message now for any Democrat. I feel like any Democrat could basically say, if you vote for me, I'll give you $20,000, kind of, uh, to young people with student loan debt or even more. Who knows? They could go crazier. Uh, But a little bit more from the press conference today. Republican
5: officials say student loan relief is a giveaway to the privileged. You hear that loud now, the privileged. (laughs) I love their concern for the privilege. But I know who student loan borrowers are in this country. So do all you. The couple putting off having a child until they can find their way to deal with their debt. That's who they are. They're young, putting off buying their first home until they get out from under student loans. Hope on the horizon, thanks to relief that I planned last year, today's court decisions.
0: You know, when politicians do this, by the way, when they do the the sad sack story that may or may not exist, probably does exist for someone in society, they should start playing like violin, like they should start having uh, people join in slowly and playing very sad music. I like the walking away at the end of the movie version music. So they really drive home the message that they're trying to pull in your heartstrings when they're having a discussion about policy decisions that they like or dislike or Supreme Court decisions that they like or dislike. I actually would almost want to force many, many politicians, not just on the left, not just our president. It can be both sides to have to deal with movie music as they say things that are embellished and ridiculous, like a like a version of a soundtrack that just follows them around everywhere. And the moment they're being disingenuous even a little bit or, or doing something that they know is at best anecdotal, uh, they, they just have to be forced to do it through uh, some version of music that outs what they're doing in that moment for all of us. It's just a thing that should happen in real life uh, to all the politicians. All And it can be other kinds of music, man. If they're in trouble for something and they're trying to say they're not, you can have suspense music playing. Uh, You can have, like, the Jaws music going. There's a lot of options as far as this goes. I think some, Paul, maybe the president of the United States, whoever it is, a Democrat or Republican, gets followed around by John Williams actually, like him and his entire symphony. They're just there, and they have to react in the moment to the things they're saying and whether or not these things have this music or that music as appropriate to it. That would be so much better to me. Lie to me all you want. Say, Tell me things all you want in whatever manipulative way you want to do it. Uh, just do it to a backing track that I find hilarious. All right, Will's got the news. 1470s in AM, 100.3s in FM, all over the Internet, WMBDRadio.com and the WMBD Radio app. And if you play the app, if you open it up, if you see all our news stories on it, and you hit that sweet, sweet play button, uh, you'll hear Will Stevenson talk about this.
1: I recommend Game Show Buzzers. Or game show
0: buzzers, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, that would make me happy. And but, we're out of time. So yeah. Right. No, or like the, the you know, the, uh, the what's the game where you play doctor? You got like the um, operation. Opera- thank you. If they had the operation buzz, just hit <laughs> each politician who lied. Yeah. And that gives you just
1: a tiny bit of a shock. Just a little to, one. So yeah. you, 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 oh. you maybe you've learned your lesson. Maybe you still can't get the right. funny bone out of the right. elbow. Maybe you I don't can't know. do it.
0: Right. And it's, it's anytime you lie, anytime you embellish, anytime you do anything that we think is somebody's got a little button there and you just shock them a little tiny bit every time.
1: Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think comical music will really bring the point across. But I would that's love just it, though. Me. me,
0: I would enjoy it, oh, though. I'm sure so. you would, yeah.
1: A lot of what but. I talk
0: about on the show is just selfish. It's just for me. <laughs> well, uh, how about you do some news? <laughs> No, that was true. That got me the wrong buzzer. Uh, you, all right. th- you do three hours of radio every day just for you? Mostly for me. Yeah. Oh, well, I like right, that. Way. No,
1: I do it for everybody else. See, I do the news for the American people, Craig. Uh, bzz, I want to buzz that pretty bad.
2: <laughs> I want that to have a, a wow, hard that's noise terrible. right to it.
1: Yeah. Wow, you're part of the blame the
0: media crowd again. <laughs> sure. The
1: media is not always innocent, sir. Yeah, I, I, nobody's saying it is. Well, I don't know. All I'm, right, you can, get, you can do some news. I'm not doing that bad. I'm just uh-huh. your average person trying to earn a living.
0: Hey, we're going to hang out, and we're going to do a show in front of fireworks, and that'll be on Tuesday, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> and we're going to try to And actually, there are massive
1: explosions we got above yeah. us. I know
0: we're late. I know you're supposed to do news. Yeah. But you've asked me multiple times how close we are to the concession stands, because uh, it yes. sounds like to you that's more I important. I need refreshments. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, we were going to set up over here, but Will said we were too far from the concession stands. <laughs> yeah. so he had to uh, he had to set us up inside a hot dog stand. <laughs> Unlimited lemonade yeah. shake-ups that oh, be that would be, oh, <laughs> that'd be great. I'm,
1: I'm good with that. <laughs> Although uh, I probably have a diabetic coma, oh, but fine. you know I'll go out happy. Hey, what go I go out on air. That's, That's
0: always the way to do it. We can but, promote that.
1: Yeah, isn't that the uh, radio tradition? Yeah, we just keep working until we yeah. die. Yeah.
0: If you're if you're if you're gonna um, bite the dust, at least do it in a way that we can promote on the radio. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're you i sir. I'm only here to help, after I'm
0: dead. We're only three minutes late to the news. Do you want to do something? Three minutes? Oh, my God. (laughs) Record. World record. (laughs) Uh, All right, I'll do it. There we go. 1470, 100.3, WMBD at the Craig Collins Show. That's the wife, Betty. Uh, She's, or Beatrice. How do you say it? Uh, You say it correctly. Say it the right way that I'm not saying it. Beatrice. Beatrice, uh, from Mexico, uh, born and raised there and then you married this idiot, and you stayed in the United States all this time, and you're very, very happy uh, to be married to this gringo, correct? Yes. Okay, thank you, Betty.
4: Yes, indeed, I'm glad uh, you said it
0: that way. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, you know, uh, trying too hard to beg <laughs> not you. No pressure. Um, uh, the hurricane that has your name on it is um, getting stronger. Uh, this is on um, the coast in Mexico. It's got powerful winds, rain, uh, storms that are surging. Uh, the National Hurricane Center is now tracking uh, two different tropical cyclones, uh, one of which is named Hurricane Beatrice, Um, Do you want the hurricane to be as meek as possible because it has your name or do you not care? Do do you feel different about wanting this hurricane to be extra – uh, not you know bad for anybody because it's hurricane Betty or or no No
4: you know what I always wonder how they pick their name the names of the hurricanes like, I don't they know. just like pick them from the calendar from or random, like, uh, random or yeah. whatever yeah. No actually I'm just more worried about what is going on there of course.
0: you're I a regular person you think about yes. things in a normal way yes. and you fear no, for others like, yes. and you don't mind uh, what the name of the hurricane is I'm the person who selfishly thinks if it's hurricane Craig it better really not be a big deal. <laughs> you know, although really cool maybe over a body of water. Like before it gets over any kind of land, I'd want hurricane Craig to be extra crazy. Yeah. And then by the time it's around, people like really chill and calm down.
4: Have you ever been close to a hurricane? Uh, I don't think so. No. no.
0: Well, I mean, but I, you are I don't from know.
4: New Jersey, correct?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, there, there was a really bad one that destroyed my hometown. Sandy, um, I think. Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. Destroyed my hometown in Union Beach, New Jersey. Like destroyed it. Yeah. Like, showed me pictures. Yeah. Wiped off the map. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing, and we weren't living there anymore. But it was that was terrifying. Uh, Is Betty Asian is a question I just got asked from somebody. (laughs) No, No, she is not. Uh, Betty is from Mexico. I feel like I just said that uh, a few moments ago.
4: If that helps. Yeah, you're you're short. You're little. Yeah. yeah. mm -hmm.
0: Uh, But you are you are from uh, Mexico, from San Luis Potosí. San
4: Luis Potosí. uh,
0: Mexico, right. And uh, there's a hurricane with your name on it. And you're um, just regular worried like a normal person. Uh, Another thing out there. I thought this was interesting. Uh, This is out of New Jersey. Uh, This is where I'm from. So we're going to do uh, one of each, I guess, for us here. Uh, Apparently, people in Ocean City, New Jersey, are complaining because they decriminalized marijuana there, uh, much like they did here in Illinois. You can smoke pot now. And it's having unintended uh, effects on the beaches, the boardwalks in Jersey. you got a bunch of teenagers being extra stupid because they're all high. Yeah. And they're all high in public, and it's causing the police or the the you know patrol that are there in those areas to have to double down on dealing with just ridiculous uh, rowdy kids, and then they're not able to do the rest of their job. Uh, when I read this story, something that like I thought about, and it's something you and I have talked about, Betty, is how weird it is that pot is legal and that you can like walk through places and just like smell really strong, really strong. wafts of pot. Yeah, and it's just it's a strange. Uh, Thing, because even in the world of like alcohol uh, being legal, it's not like you walk around and there's people just getting hammered in the middle of the street somewhere. That's not that's not a typical occurrence. But in the world of marijuana now, uh, even if that's not necessarily legal, even if you're not supposed to do it that way, uh, there are a lot of people uh, that just kind of like do it wherever and they just don't care and they just kind of like let the smell. Uh, which also is, I guess, different than alcohol. The smell is not quite the same um, in the world of, uh, you know, alcohol and drinking it as pot and smoking it. It just follows people around. It's just like it's I don't know. It's just it's so odd that that's something that's so openly done now uh, because it's been changed to be something that's legal.
4: Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I respect everybody who smokes marijuana or pot or whatever it all. Because
0: they're allowed to do it. Is that what you mean? Uh, well, You're not trying to judge them for it?
4: Uh, yeah, I I, I don't like to judge people at mm-hmm. all, but um, uh, I remember living in Chicago because I'm, I'm, com- I'm com- I, I came from Mexico. Yes, people usually ask me like, "Hey, do you have pot or marijuana that you can sell it to me?" It was like just a stereotype, you know, because oh, like, wow. I'm from Mexico. Sure, and that uh, annoyed me a lot because sure. it seems like uh, the marijuana or par conversation is very easy for people who like to start to talking. Too, uh,
0: with
4: sure. Me. Sure. And uh, so I kind of like was like, okay, it's not a big deal. But for me, like, uh, you're not a fan. I'm not a fan because I I didn't see I I have seen like a lot of like uh, issues in my own country. Yeah. So it's kind of like a the war of pot or the war of marijuana. Well, and we'll, we'll and,
0: go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And finish.
4: And yeah, it's just like overwhelming to see how. Bands uh, fight between each other in my country that I dislike.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll go go even a little bit further uh, for you. Um, Narcos typically sell drugs. Uh, That's why they're called narcos. And they are the cartel, the gangs in Mexico that have a bunch of money that uh, wind up wreaking a bunch of havoc and are are a reason that parts of Mexico become as dangerous as they do, including right now, your hometown. That is all drug money for yes. the most part that's a, yeah. a, a yes, wide yeah. a a wide percentage of the money in the the hands of the narcos is from selling all kinds not just pot but all kinds of drugs, yeah. especially when pot was uh, illegal a lot more places, mm-hmm. and so you are very angry at those drugs <laughs> and that drug trade because yeah. of the ramifications the cost it has yeah. uh, to your own hometown to your own community uh, via what that money uh, gets exactly. filtered back and does yeah. and so it makes sense to me you 've never been uh, a fan of of the idea of any uh, sort of you know uh, drugs, uh, which is good. I as a little kid went to dare, I also learned uh, bad things <laughs> but no when i go when I go to Mexico and I hang out with you and I see. Uh, some of those things you're talking about or, you know, I hear uh, some crazy things going on in some areas. It, it daunts on you even more that there's yeah. and, and pot is still a vibrant part of that exact thing.
4: Yeah, I remember the day that I told my mom, OK, yeah, marijuana uh, is just legal now in um, Chicago. And she was like, what is happening with mm-hmm. this? When she was so upset and we were talking about it. I remember that day. And I mean, as I say, I respect uh, people who do it. I mean, I, I'm, I don't. I don't like or dislike to, dislike to mm-hmm. uh, judge people. But, yeah, it's something like I, I wouldn't do.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and because you've seen the cost of it uh, in your own uh, exactly, community. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the fireworks, and then let's get the word of the day from you. Fun. Um, we're getting very, very close to the fireworks. You're going to be there. You're going to be hanging out. You're going to be telling anyone that gets mad at me to calm down and that I'm nice, right? Yes, That's okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't think people will get mad. I think everything will be fine. Oh no, yeah. All right. And even yeah. if they do want to get mad, I think that could be fun to have that yeah.
4: conversation. Yeah, what? What? Why? They would get mad. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> yeah, just do that, Betty. What do we have? What is What's going it, There's fireworks. There's fireworks. It's, go have a treat. It's a fun day. It's yeah. Independence Day. We'll have day. stickers. Uh, c- the cumpleaños.
0: The celebration. Mm-hmm. The well. cumpleaños. Yes. The, the birthday of our the country. The birthday of our country. Yeah, yeah. It's the cumpleaños of the country. The cumpleaños of the country. Yes. There you go. So have fun. You like the 4th of July a lot, right? Yes, I
4: do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... I mean, el cumpleaños is a celebration. Mm. Whenever... Don't you get happy whenever it's a birthday? Yes, it's a birthday of the country. What I was,
0: what I was looking for you to say is, since you're someone who's become a a legal U.S. citizen uh, (laughs) in our country, and you had to go through the whole process to do all that stuff, you actually have a unique amount of patriotism for the United States because you had to ask for uh, the citizenship to be here. You had to take the test. You had to do all the medical exams. You had to do a bunch of things. You had to pay them a bunch of money, (laughs) the government. You had to give them checks and And and
4: savings. We got our own celebration, and we stand up. Yes. Okay. And it was pretty fun, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, and after all those things uh, that went on, uh, they said that you are, you are a U.S. citizen now, and you're very proud of that. And yeah. so on the 4th of July, you have a lot of fun. You yes. enjoy the day. Yes. yes. I
4: remember the cool. first year that I celebrate a 4th of July as, as a citizen, and I was like, yes, <laughs> that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, you
0: feel like more of the group. Yeah. More of the party. Yeah, oh, cool. Well, that's happening on Tuesday. Uh, the fireworks themselves fire off at around 9 o'clock. Uh, we actually fire that whole thing off, but we'll be there at 5. Uh, Betty and I, I'll be setting up at like 3.30, I don't know, at some point. Uh, but we'll be there on the air live from 5 o'clock throughout the fireworks, even after them. Yes. And you're going to be a part of the show, a lot of the yeah, show. Yeah, and
4: you also you got to make sure to save your boys during the weekend.
0: Like, <laughs>
4: yes, that you can raise your voice, and then you can be super ready. For, I'm so happy you did that again.
0: We, we <laughs> joked about that yesterday. I've been doing other other work stuff, so yes. I've been talking a lot.
4: Yeah, yeah. And then talking. I come home,
0: and if anybody thinks I talk fast and a lot on the radio... You should deal with me at home like Betty does every night. <laughs> yeah. And so you've been very sweet. You've been telling me recently a lot to save my voice. Yes. And yes, that's not because correct. you're annoyed.
4: And I even made you like hot tea with honey <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah,
0: ginger. Yeah. And, and it's, all it's this. not because you're annoyed by me.
4: Uh, no, it's you. you of course save not. The voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just because you want me to save my yeah. voice. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, what's the uh, Spanish word of the day, teaching a Spanish one word at a time?
4: We just say it at the beginning. Uh, you say it in English, so I'm going to say it
0: in Spanish. Okay. Uh,
4: it's uh, huracan. Huracan. Yes. Yeah, Did I get it right? Yeah. Huracan. Huracan.
0: Okay. Huracan. What does that mean? I don't know what that Hurricane. one means. Hurricane. Oh, huracan. That was an easy one. I didn't yeah, even see, figure that yeah, one you out. You it out. No, I didn't follow it, that one. That one, dough. Out. Someone just sent me a dough. <laughs> <laughs> a Homer noise. We're missing that oh, one. Yeah, you know, Huracan, you're right. That, that, yeah, I should have been there. <laughs> this whole week I've been figuring them out, but that yes, one I
4: missed.
0: I it's a swing and a miss right there. All right, we'll find Well,
4: you know, borracho too, right?
0: Borracho means drunk.
4: Yes. Yeah. Or abrio.
0: Abrio is You same. know what's funny? I'll, yes. I'll, can I, I'm going to say this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, instead of borracho, which is the word for drunk in Spanish, your family says uh, a last name that's in your family. I don't want to throw the last name out there. In your family, instead. And they say, are you this? Are you that? Are you and I, Collins? Yeah, or are you Collins, basically? And I think that's so funny because it means that your family really, really enjoys uh, their liquor. Uh, for them yeah, to just ask yeah, if you're one like, of us. Like, they basically say, like, are you one of us when you get really drunk? Yeah, basically,
4: yeah. Yep. And yeah, then my answer point. looking
0: at them is usually like, yep, I'm one of you. <laughs>
4: yes. Here I am right yes. now. We're, uh-huh. Where are the papers that I have to sign yeah. to become a member? Yeah, right. Yeah, I've, I've of drank the enough of it.
0: the tequila. I feel like I'm in the group. All right, a quick break, a lot more. Thank you, Betty. Uh looking You're forward welcome. looking forward to be with you on Everybody the 4th of July. Be safe. Be safe there. Have a great holiday weekend because yeah, it's a super long. Yeah, if you guys long... are
4: going to travel or drive or mm-hmm. fly or mm-hmm. whatever, just be safe and yeah. enjoy the holiday. All right,
0: I can't do it. I was going to do the whole segment without saying it. I can't say it. Uh, we are going to two Yankee games this weekend. <laughs> We're going to a Yankee <laughs> How game.
4: How happy are you, crazy? Yankee game Saturday, like one to ten.
0: Yankee game Sunday. Yes. They're both going to be awesome, although yes. Saturday there might be some rain. I'm worried about that. Uh, we might wind up like um, trying to hang out in the hotel that we think the Yankees are in. Uh, Before one of those games.
4: Outside, waiting the whole time for them. And if they
0: walk by and see us, we might try to get a photo. We're going to be that level of fan (laughs) uh, this weekend. I'm (laughs) very excited. And yet today at work, you're wearing a Cardinals shirt.
4: Oh my God! Yes, Greg. You're Greg, wearing a yeah. whole
0: cardinal shirt yeah, it, I right love there, it. I love staring it. at me with the fancy. <laughs> yes, we are going to be stalkers it, to the bird. it. Yeah. It's
4: just 'cause like uh, the cardinal uh, bird. I
0: know that's the old school hiding, cardinal logo, hiding uh, the with
4: the baseball, baseball yes. behind. Yes, oh I my know. God, I love it. I love it so the much. The baseball
0: behind the back, old school cardinal logo that you like a lot. And so the day before, two nights, uh, two days of Yankees Cardinals, you are rocking a cardinal shirt all around this <laughs> office, yes. right in front of my face. Yes, but you're. You're not going to do it at the game? No,
4: not tomorrow. Okay. No, no. I Thank respect you. you, Craig. Thank
0: you very much. quick break. Quick, <laughs> quick break a lot more. I know you do. Uh, uh, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Holland Show. 1470. 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Uh, lots of things to talk about on a Friday. I saw a um, – this is going to be weird, but I, I can't help talking about this. I saw a deep dive into LeBron James' kid, uh, Brawny, and how he's going to wind up being a, a part of the NBA draft next year. I know the NBA draft just happened recently uh, last year. I'm not a a big follower of uh, the NBA. I used to be. Uh, But the one thing I found interesting in the world of the LeBron James son being eligible for the NBA conversation, it's very specific, is that Michael Jordan's kids were never that good. I think one of the two of them played at a a decent college. Uh, The other of his two sons played at, like, not a very good college. Uh, uh, But they, they just weren't good enough to be NBA players. So that is the one way in which LeBron James, in my opinion, will have something over the goat uh, because Mike is easily the best player in the history of the NBA, not even close, not even close to close. Uh, But getting your son, and if LeBron is still playing for another couple years, uh, which I'm guessing he would be, uh, getting your son all the way to the league is is an interesting achievement uh, in and of itself. Uh, However, my favorite part of the headline, and the reason I'm bringing it up even for a second, is apparently he's going to be a polarizing uh, player Uh, not because of any of the political stances or things that uh, LeBron James has has had or anything he said there, but because he's not really that good. He's good enough uh, to be drafted in the NBA. He's not likely to be a high draft pick. Uh, They say scouts about Brawny, uh, that he is a defensive specialist uh, who shows, this is a quote, not my assessment, flashes of brilliance on the offensive side, but nothing is consistent enough to think he will be a very good offensive player In the NBA. So he's likely to get drafted somewhere uh, during the NBA draft next year. Um, And he's likely to get drafted probably higher than he deserves, mostly because of his dad. Uh, Even though his dad's not the best player in the NBA, even currently. Uh, in my opinion, and he's definitely getting to an age uh, where LeBron is likely to retire in the near future. And so I wonder if if it'll be a team that LeBron is still on, if it's the Lakers or somewhere else, or how that'll all work. Uh, but it's just interesting that there's going to be a tremendous amount of debate as to the talent level of LeBron James' son, uh, because he actually is, is uh, admittedly to uh, everyone, uh, good enough to be in the NBA, but not uh, good enough to be highly touted and drafted. Uh, at least unless he shows a lot of new skills. And so they don't know if the teams will care about that part or not. And I I think the only thing that would have really made it more complicated is if LeBron were at the height of his career, uh, which he's definitely not. And he's not the greatest ever. I'm just throwing it out there one more time. It's definitely MJ. Uh, One other thing I saw I thought was interesting before we take a break and we'll do the top five at five uh, just after the news, 49% of Americans say they're receiving way more scam calls uh, in the last year, than they've had before. Uh, I used to have the um, leader of the BBB uh, here in Central Illinois on Jessica Tharp, and she would warn uh, that you shouldn't, you know, react to the the, the scam calls or the scam messages uh, by by saying anything, because part of it is just trying to confirm that your phone number is a real phone number. So still, don't do that. But I'm glad that it's more than just me, because I've been getting a ridiculous uptick in text messages and phone calls, and the only problem is I've been um, responding to all the text. I've done, done exactly what Jessica told me not to do. And I'm sorry, Jessica, I apologize. I should have listened to you. But I'm, I'm messing with or at least having fun messing with uh, the scammers, uh, my especially the text ones, because my favorite part of the text scam, and I just can't help it. I don't know what it is about me that can't help it, is they send you a message. That's as simple as, like, hey, hi, or it's way more developed, like, hey, it's me, and we just met at, like, the farmer's market. Uh, Not that I was ever at that farmer's market in that city or anything like that. But I love the narrative or the lack of narrative, and then I usually respond the same, always the same, wrong number, which is the human thing to do in case it's a real text. And then they always come back with, oh, well, who are you, which is not a human reaction at all. No one in the history of wrong number ever followed up with who are you and then sends an unsolicited photo of an attractive woman and tries to keep having a conversation with you. And that happens all the time with the scammers. And I just can't help it. I start to make ridiculous like jokes. I claim to be an old lady. I claim to be all kinds of people. And I just want to see how far they'll go in trying to scam me. I even eventually try to scam them. I've asked um, scammers to deposit deposit money in my Bitcoin account that I don't have uh, just to see what they do. And now I'm just flooded with spam messages and spam calls and spam things. And it's all my fault. But I I don't know why I can't help. I can't help reacting and then being an idiot to all of these people. And so I'm I'm at least glad that 49 percent of Americans share my pain, probably not through the fault of their own like me. 1470. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Let's do the top five at five, shall we? These are five biggest news stories of the day, according to me. Man, what should be number one? Uh, The Supreme Court, they weren't up to anything. They weren't doing stuff. Actually, this is in no uh, specific order, so I'm not going to do that first. Uh, I've talked about it. I'll talk about it again in a second. Uh, Let's do the sign thing. Uh, You heard Will talk about it a little bit a second ago. Uh, We are going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on signs, uh, a ridiculous amount of money, $683,000. Uh, we're going to build 72 wayfinding signs and 11 different <laughs> designs in downtown Peoria. We do not need to spend this money on signs, um, at least this much. I even love uh, part of this story how Public Works Director Rick Powers uh, told the council that these are not standard <laughs> signs. Uh, of course they're not because uh, 72 of these for $6,683,000. Here, you know what I'll do uh, officially as an offer on The Craig Collins Show? I'll make these signs for less. You guys have to give me way less money, government, and I will handle it for you. Are the signs going to last a long time? Maybe not. Are the signs going to be things that that have QR codes on them that people can scan to tell them what businesses are in town? No. Uh, But there is a little handy thing called the Internet uh, that usually helps do that for you too. Uh, And I don't know how much revenue can be generated there. But even more so than any of that, like I could get this done, I don't know. Fifty thousand uh, dollars. Give it to me. I'll figure it out. I'll put up seventy-two signs. I don't know. It's going to be a few weekends. That's going to take me. Maybe a hundy. Maybe give me a hundred thousand dollars and let me figure it out from there. It's not an actual offer. Uh, no one take me seriously on that. I am absolutely kidding. I don't want any of this to come back to somehow be a thing that I said and uh, Craig is begging for money from the government on the internet on on the radio. It's not happening. It's not not a thing that's occurring. But th- this is insane. Like, could we get a couple no- uh, more estimates? I feel like this is the version of when you go shopping for a car with a friend who's never done it before, and they almost buy the first car they're shown, and you know that it's way more expensive than it's supposed to be. This feels like the wrong place or the wrong amount to pay uh, for this amount of signs and to put them up in our – it just seems ridiculous. And so I wouldn't hate a couple more estimates if it were me. If I were involved in this – I would not hate it if you guys, you know, circled the wagons a couple more times, checked with other people. Uh you don't want to go 50,000 in my offer. It's not going to be worth it, but let's let's figure some things out because no crap, they're not normal signs and I really really think the money could be put to other use as as many people said uh in that uh, conversation. Uh so I just I don't get it. I often say how a local government is better than um, a national government and the national government is so ridiculous and crazy and they do uh, ridiculous, crazy things. And I got to be honest, when I read that story, uh, when I saw that article and when I considered putting it in the top five at five today, that, that feels really, really uh, excessive and, and wasteful at the very least. And so it just it makes no sense. And I don't want to keep ranting about it because I'm just I'm at, reacting to it on the most. Um, You know, uh, broad of strokes possible. If someone wants to come on my show, uh, anybody, I'll put this offer out to anyone in our government. Uh, Come on my show, sit in this chair and tell me why we can't find signs that are cheaper than that amount of money. And I will I will uh, find some quotes uh, while we're on the air to see if I can get them if I can get them done for a little bit cheaper. Maybe I can save us all some money. Maybe that's what I do as part of the show. All right. That was a rant. That's a thing. Uh, Let's do uh, the government, the national one and the Supreme Court and the conversations going on there, um, because I do think that a lot of what's been reacted to over the last couple of days, even though it is um, conservative decisions uh, that have won out uh, yesterday and today, um, a disingenuous or a a dishonest um, assessment of the Supreme Court this month and the amount of choices they made, the amount of decisions they had that actually were not uh, conservative decisions. I'm not saying uh, the court isn't conservative. I'm not actually saying that um, um, exactly. Uh, But I am saying that they do make decisions that are not conservative. It's not a 6-3 decision. Every single court case, every single thing that they're seeing, just rubber stamped. Like they're not even hearing the arguments anymore. They're like, what side's bringing this up? Republicans? All right, approved. Uh, 6-3. That's not how it's working. There's a bunch of stuff that's changed and happened and gone the way of the Democrats or the way of the argument uh, that was not um, on the side of the aisle uh, that people feel that the court is on. And yet the last two days, uh, the opposite. Uh, The decision yesterday about affirmative action decisions today, including uh, the student loan debt forgiveness decision. They are conservative. They are things conservatives wanted. Uh, But I will tell you in both of those cases, uh, when I dove deeper into the information and I know I'm saying the thing uh, that you're even uh, told you're not supposed to say, I I Googled it. I read things on the Internet. Uh, But the reason I'm saying it that way is because you can do it, too. Uh, You might wind up with more information, uh, whoever you are out there, about the the parts of these that make them complicated enough that make them make sense. Uh, the way the Supreme Court went. Uh, could they have gone another way? Sure. They could have gone another way, too. Uh, but especially in the, in the world of the decision today, as far as student loan debt forgiveness goes, and just one of the six states uh, that said that they wanted to sue and they needed to prove that they had standing, uh, they had an actual uh, harm done to them to sue, is uniquely different than the other five states in their court case or the two people uh, who sued separate. Uh, In Missouri, for some reason, uh, a nonprofit government-tied organization uh, handles a lot of the um, federal student loans and collects fees for handling said loans, and they would have lost millions of dollars. Uh, I know that people might not care, especially in Missouri, uh, the state that they're in, that the government's going to not have as as much money as they wanted uh, because they were probably going to spend it on a bunch of really fancy signs, too. No, Who knows? I don't know what they were going to do. I know that you don't care, but that, that was a damage. That was someone who could prove uh, that there was a problem. And then because of that problem, uh, they wanted to do everything they could to to recover their costs. And the Supreme Court um, agreed with them that they were harmed and that uh, Biden does not have the authority as our president to mass cancel student loans. It's not under his his set of things that you can do, even if you throw uh, some kind of bogus uh, explanation out there and try to really uh, demonstrate how a law that was passed because of 9-11 applies to students who've been uh, not paying student loans or maybe paying student loans for a very long time and blame all that on COVID. All of the problem now is is just the last couple of years of COVID. Uh, That doesn't work. And there I even played an Obama economist uh, who said it didn't work and he didn't think it made sense. And it was a bad time to spend as much money as you're going to spend. So so there actually is legitimacy. Uh, to those decisions or the ability to find it if you want to go look for it, uh, which a lot of people don't. They just want to listen to our president say that the court is is terrible and awful. Or I think he said not a normal court. Uh, That might have been the words he said the other day. And uh, essentially just decide that none of these decisions made sense, that they they didn't even listen to the arguments. And as I said, just rubber stamped uh, six Republicans, three uh, Democrats. Sorry, sir, uh, your pass or your fail uh, based on who you are. That's that's not what occurred. Um, again, if you go look for yourself, you'll understand that you might not agree with me. I'm not saying you do all the research and you're like, man, Collins was right. You can feel your own way, but at least at least look into it. So you're not just saying a thing that you heard somewhere uh, that you don't really have much information about, because that doesn't make us better. Uh, that makes us worse. I want to play one other thing and then I'll take a break. I know I got some guests here, so we'll do top two and a half as our top five at five today. But I just love this audio. Uh, the president, after he spoke, and said all the ways that he's going to still give student loan debt forgiveness uh, to people. Uh, one of those ways is a five percent reduction in the amount of money you'd have to pay back in a um, a, a specific kind of payment plan that actually looks at your income, uh, just your disposable income. Uh, you used to have to pay ten percent of it; now it's five percent. You will save up to a thousand dollars a year. I think uh, by, oh, Biden, uh, Biden said, excuse me, I almost called him Obama. And so over twenty years, uh, you get your twenty thousand dollars. Uh, That is a lot of funny math uh, to get there. Uh, But that is essentially what he was bragging about. He was asked other questions. In response to one of the other questions, I really, really love this seven seconds of his answer because it kind of sums up Biden and all the years he's now been a political person not just the years he's been our president, all the years he's been a political person. I feel like this is the way he's had a lot of conversations.
5: What's happening now?
0: What's going on? (laughs) Read your press. Read. I was right. I was right. I knew I was right. What's happening? What's going on? Read your press. I know I was right. You know what, actually? Also, one other thing. I kind of love this. I'm going to have to uh, pull this up off of my computer. Uh, there is this Johnny Carson thing that's going viral. And I, I think it's gone viral before, but it's Johnny Carson making fun of Biden. And it's, it's sort of amazing. And so maybe I'll just end on that note. Maybe I won't do the, you know, um, Uh, the biden himself kind of accidentally making fun of himself Uh, this is uh, an oldie but a goodie uh, for anyone and everyone and not me as far as people included uh, that love johnny carson and had johnny carson on the tonight show when they were at some point in their life uh you know um um, luckier than most of us uh, because tonight shows and just in general late night is nothing like this now but here i'll end the segment with this this is johnny carson making fun of Joe Biden 36 years ago for making stuff up, lying about stuff, uh, being a fraud. And it's amazing. Uh, The only thing I would suggest to, uh, you know, the great late Johnny Carson is that there's one moment where he could have enhanced this joke even more. But how dare I question the king?
6: One of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech and apparently he quoted a I think it was a British politician. Took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then what? the press got on him. And then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry. He reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs>
2: That is excellent. The only thing I would
0: change about it again is that Biden would misquote that. He would not say we have nothing to fear but fear itself. He'd say we've got nothing to fear, I forget the rest, or we've got nothing to fear, you know the thing. That's what Biden would say today. Quick break, a lot more, 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, We continue to do this. It continues to be awesome. Uh, the VFW in Peoria Heights brings in some friends uh, that we talked to. And then Eric, the quartermaster there, and Commander Bailey uh, also bring in um, drinks. So I have – I have Ca- what's this Casper that's in front of me? It's Casper the West Coast IPA. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, these you pick up, like, before the show? Is this what you do every oh, single – Oh, yeah. Are you driving to Bloomington and then come back? Man, thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so over a drink, kind of like you could do at the VFW in Peoria Heights – Uh, we have conversations. Uh, Today we've got a really special guest uh, coming on uh, with us too. His name is Don Yarborough. Uh, Don, you are behind Veterans Helping Veterans. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Excited about it. Thrilled to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about what this organization is.
7: Okay. Veterans Helping Veterans uh, is designed to give power chairs and electric scooters to veterans and their families Mm -hmm. and others. And we do everything for no charge. We're a Totally nobody gets paid. We just give right. to people. So
0: I, I want to ask you, I know uh, the VFW and Peoria Heights have helped out uh, a little Big bit time. sometimes, and especially uh, when COVID uh, wreaked havoc on a whole bunch of people. But when you say we, at times, Don, you've been all the we, right? Like you're building these things yourself. I know you've got teams <laughs> and people that help you. Uh, but there's been moments where it's just it's just Don uh, doing Well,
7: Don and my wife, Tammy.
0: Don yeah. and your wife, Tammy. And yeah. you're, you build the machines that you give out, and then you give them to veterans. Um, how much work goes into just one a gift that you give to a sometimes veteran? Sometimes
7: a day, day and a half, sometimes okay. 15 minutes, depending on what condition it's in.
0: Okay. And how do you track down the machines that you wind up restoring to give away?
7: Uh, we, I've done uh, interviews on TV and radio, and people donate them to us. And, yeah. um, and then we they donate them. We get the funding for batteries like from the VFW and other help mm-hmm. and we give them out. How
0: long have you been doing
7: this? Uh, nine years.
0: Okay. And can I ask you, uh, not that I, I think um, I would, que- it's not that I'm questioning it, but why this? Why is this what you want to do?
7: Because I lost the use of both, both of my feet, front of my feet in Vietnam and I I have prosthetics I wear and I've been fortunate. i just been so fortunate. Um, VA's been good to me because I service connected and but a lot of people aren't that fortunate, and so it became a passion after I retired.
0: Gotcha. So I want to you, help people. Yeah, you describe yourself as as fortunate as someone who's had people like the VFW oh, uh, to help yeah. you out to to make things. You know, I, it's amazing though that you're spending your time uh, doing this. Um, what's the reaction when you give it, these to people?
7: It, people call you things like an angel or you're a hero, and the reality is we're just servants, and we're a, a true veteran. Never quit serving.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, See, here's the thing, and I, that's a wonderful answer. You're a great person, truth, and thank truth. you for the things that you're doing. There's a part of me that wants to shake all you guys and be like, come on, guys. Like it's, it's, you're not just a servant who's serving. You're yes, someone who's are. doing something amazing. Like this is incredible work that you're doing. And when people call you an angel, and especially people, and, and I've never served. I don't want it to sound like I have, uh, but who've been through what you guys have been through, you know how tough. A lot of these guys are so. In a moment, we're getting something like this, and someone's probably breaking, and they don't break a lot. It's even more powerful, I think, just how significant of a of a job and a thing you're doing.
7: And we repair them for people. We've done over 5,000 repairs and given almost a thousand chairs away. In
0: Mm-hmm. And just just serving, just doing my part, just doing it's whatever so I can. Fun. That's amazing, man. It's
7: a lot of fun. I know, yeah.
0: With the down plan, it is just so incredible. How do people get involved if they wanted to get involved um, and help you out? They
7: can go on Facebook, Veterans Helping, Veterans Helping the Community, mm-hmm. or I don't mind my cell phone.
0: Being out there in the yep, world? Okay, I'll mind. throw it out there. 309 361 0637 is your phone number. 309 361 0637. Uh, Can I ask you, Eric, uh, quartermaster at the VFW and uh, uh, Commander Bailey, too, when you guys... That's fine. Don't worry about that, buddy. Um, When you guys uh, have these people that have, you know, ideas and need a little bit more help, uh, do you get overwhelmed a lot uh, by some of the the things they're doing and the way that they're doing it to help out uh, before you then actually find a way to also offer, you know, an assistance, uh, financial, you know, uh, path uh, to people to do more work? Is there a lot of emotion in it? Yeah, there's a lot of emotion. I don't think it'd be
8: so much of being overwhelmed. I think it's more of... What's the worth of this program, and how can we help to make that program succeed? Sure. Um, another thing he doesn't want to tell you about either, but, you know, he talks about the, the power chairs and things like that. Yes. But we've also had veterans that would come through town and be down their luck or have a car break down. And him being the service officer for our VFW, he's also taken on that as an Helping veterans that are just in general need coming through town. Gotcha. You know, hey, I'll, I'll buy you guys dinner. We'll get your car taken care of and get you back on your way. And okay, so, it's, you know, it's, so just, it's it's more than just the power chairs. It's, it's a just, little bit. It's just not that, all, that, that big like, of a deal. What is that say that again?
7: <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Yeah.
8: <laughs> but it, but it's some of the things that it's we not. do. You yeah. know, it's and it's mm-hmm. and, and he's got a heart of gold. And sure. Um, just the other day, we had a guy and he was tied up with something. So he calls me and says, "Hey, this guy needs uh, a little bit of gas in his car. He's he's a homeless guy and." just needs a you know just needs a fuel maybe yeah a gallon of water so we took yeah. care of that for him wow you know so, so stuff like that so
0: what is it though uh, about all of you guys uh, sitting in the room with me that makes you want to do work like this every single day because i know like everybody wants to do good. we all want to do a good stuff and, and you guys are walking the walk you're not just talking the talk why
2: well we have the means to be able to help people Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. These are these answers. They're all like, well, it's I guess we, we just wound up in a situation where we can help. You guys are so humble. It's, it's so, truth. It's so it's ridiculous. It's yeah. We do our research yeah. before we just give out. And I know. I know. And, and, but we have the means. Our post right. does really well with yes. our money. So
0: And you have the desire, and you, you have the training to, to oh, care yes. and to protect and to do all that stuff. There, there's a lot of X factors in here, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming well, I got
2: in. a quick. I was just, my wife ain't listening. <laughs> she gets mad. She's always like another thing for the VFW. Yes. And I keep telling her. I said she was your retired. I said yes, I'm retired, but I'm still serving. Okay. My V. I'm in the VFW. I'm still serving other vets. Yes. I'm doing that. Yes, you and are. That's how I see it.
0: Right. No, you definitely all are doing that. Well, thank you for coming in. Uh, thank you for chatting, Don, about sure. what you're doing. Uh, but hang out though, because we'll talk about some other stuff in just a bit. Uh, Will's got the news. AM. It's fourteen seventy. FM 100.3 all over the internet uh, @wmbdradio.com or the wmbd w wow wmbd radio app is the best way to get connected. Everything all right in there? Craig? I I did another porky pig man it happens every <laughs> once in a while. Uh you take <laughs> it away, do some news uh, and you can even come in and get a drink if you want at some point buddy. I, I av- won't tell anybody. I invented the porky pig thing. Right, I so,
1: can't fault you for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Here you go. 1470 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, I have a serious question that i have going to ask uh, this group of veterans sitting in front of me, but I can't help but go the road first that we were just going off the air. All three of these guys in studio have been living in this community for a while, and you guys just started schooling me on radio history. Uh, in the Peoria, Peoria area, including you, Don. You did the Greg and Dan show years ago, you said? Years ago, yeah. Uh, you yeah. were on it a bunch, and they used to reference another extermination company you had for a while. They, they, they just talked
7: about me a bunch on okay. there. It was like Killers Exterminated. Killers
0: Exterminated. Yeah. They, anytime anybody needed to take out a bug, Greg and Dan would tell them to go find you. And they've talked about the foundation, Veterans Helping Veterans. Okay. It was, so it's know. both of those. Yeah. So you, uh, a guy who's done this all before, been here a bunch. Uh, that's Not all.
7: here in this building. There's okay. another one, but... I love them guys. They're good yes.
0: guys. Yeah, good. And, yeah, you've passed along some uh, information. I'm going to get that stuff to Greg and Dan, too. And then what is the other show you guys were just talking about a second ago? Who wants to say it? The
2: Lytle and Lamb Show. The
0: Lytle and here, Say that one more time. The Lytle and Lamb I'm Show. The
2: Lytle and John Lamb Show. Okay.
0: And why was this a great – and I know anybody listening right now that's like, really? I don't know it. No, I'm not from the area. Why was this <laughs> such a great radio show? Why is it better than my show that in my show, in my studio, you're talking about this other show?
7: Today it's not.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Thanks, I work, buddy. <laughs> I work on a town out of here show. If you uh, like, fair the, enough. If you like the early 90s raunchy Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, sure. That's yeah, yeah. kind of what their show was, was to me. It?
0: It's like a Howard Stern kind of show. Like they pushed a lot of boundaries and stuff. I, I don't know if we could do that anymore. It uh, was more of a comedy stuff. They would okay. do prank calls gotcha. and set things up. And they I had gotcha. characters on the show. It's and weird, you, guys, was a fun time. you guys grew up on that show? Oh, yeah.
8: Okay. Did you ever call into it?
0: No? Anybody? Oh, yeah.
8: We'd go to like the meetings. Like they have a meet at the pizza place or
0: whatever. and nice. I'd go there
8: and check them out. All
0: right. Uh, I'm want... too
7: young.
8: <laughs>
0: You're too young for that. Yeah, you have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, maybe we should throw one of those. Maybe we should do an old uh, pizza uh, party uh, style, a la those guys, and I see did. if we get people to show up. Yeah, cool. That sounds like a great idea. I I we did. got the place for it. What other stuff? What? Other, give me some more nostalgia stuff in the world of radio. WGAZ or anything.
7: Back in the day when they was doing Sean Hannity and uh, Rush Limbaugh. And, okay. Yeah. And you know this.
0: You just love that.
7: Oh, man, this WTAZ was called. It was your station, though, Mm -hmm. WMTAZ.
0: None of that was as good, though, as what we have now. Of course not. Of course not. Not
7: until I (laughs) leave here. Of
2: course not.
0: By the way, uh, Don, you were making a bunch of jokes about Biden as you were walking in here. You were t- making fun of him walking out in the MSNBC interview. Yeah. Have you ever seen that before? A guy just get up and leave before the cameras are uh, at a commercial break?
7: I have. I saw him do it before.
0: <laughs> How many other times? <laughs> yeah. But just him, right. Uh, actually, you know what? Can I play uh, this for you it's guys? It's scary to me. It is? Yeah, you're right. There's an aspect of it that really is scary. Um, uh, anybody that really likes Johnny Carson in the room? Anybody that likes him?
7: I liked him. Okay. Um,
0: All right. Uh, I, have you heard this audio of Johnny Carson making fun of uh, Biden because it exists. It's out. Yeah, it exists and it's out there. It's crazy. I'm going to pull it up because this was, I don't know, 36 years ago. And um, Biden is a senator who's uh, and I know this is going to surprise everybody in the room, stealing speeches and things from other people and claiming that they're not.
2: He was a moneymaker,
0: not a senator. <laughs> sure. Oh, he was a moneymaker? Yeah, That's a good point. That, yeah. yeah. Um, but so this is now making the rounds today. I don't know if it's made the rounds before. I feel like it probably has.
8: If Johnny Carson was here today, he'd probably have a lot more material to work with. Well, no, the thing, <laughs> is, more.
0: The thing I was thinking is I wonder how Johnny Carson would react knowing that this guy he made fun of is our president today. I wonder if he'd have a certain reaction to that. But here, I'm going to play this audio for everybody in the room. I'm going to turn off the mics to do it and then uh, we'll come right back and listen and react to it but i just want to hear what you guys think of this
6: it's senator joseph biden have you seen the problem he's been having he went around and made a speech and apparently he quoted a i think it was a british politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own and then the press got on him and then he was charged also with taking part of bobby kennedy's speeches and biden says not to worry. He reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. That One is a Democratic <laughs> candidate, Hold I'm on, sorry. hold
0: on. That's a master class in the way that's done, right? That joke? <laughs> wow. I know. The only problem is that in today's world, Biden would not quote that correctly. He'd have something very it wrong to say. It would be the say. Constitution. <laughs> 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 you would call it the Declaration of Independence. It would be the Constitution. Uh, what else is going on at the VFW? I know I ask you guys every time you're out here. You're all connected to the VFW in Peoria Heights. That's something you guys all do there. Um, what are some of the things that people can look forward to uh, coming up, or just in general, uh, ways in which people can get involved?
7: The, oh. the food from Ray, you know I mean? Uh, yeah. We've got a cook that's great, and Taco Tuesday, and they, they could elaborate more, but um, it's a clean place. It's a very welcoming place, and um, it's not like... A normal, what you call bar. It's a wonderful, wonderful, fun place to sure.
0: go. And you're you're there a lot. People can hang out, talk I, to you. I do come there. Not a lot lately, go. but I will have sure, sure. my radiation. Nice. Okay, good. And everything's okay for you, by the way, health-wise?
7: I, I'm good. I got six more treatments, and they say I'm cured 100%.
0: Fantastic. Congratulations, man. Uh, what about uh, other stuff going on at VFW, Eric? Well, this week, uh, Ray's taking a week off
8: this week, uh, upcoming. He's taking his kids to a vacation. Nice. Uh, he's actually taking them to where... His mom and him had their last vacation before she passed away. Wow. So it's kind of a, a nice little memorial for him and yes. his family. So this week we, there will be no cooking from uh, next Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Are you guys
0: open on the 4th of July? Uh,
8: we're going to shut down about 4 o'clock so we can partake in the uh, celebration of our country. Nice. So Good. that way our bartenders can partake in a little bit. You that know, makes sense. They like to play around, too. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Are there a lot of people that are going to be swinging by uh, the Red, White, and Boom? By any chance? Uh, we're
8: hoping so. <laughs> okay, <Yes>. Good. Yeah, <laughs> we're hoping so.
0: Fantastic, man. Yeah, we're doing a lot of things. Uh, the fireworks show is going to be bigger and better than ever. Uh, do you guys like fireworks? I love veterans? them. Okay. I
7: usually shoot them off.
0: I want to be down there this year. <laughs> so I'm gonna make it. A, I just
7: made that commitment. Okay. I, I, I haven't been here in years. Okay. You know. I love fireworks. You know,
0: it's funny. I want to shoot them off uh, those fireworks there, and I'm told how it works, and I'm, I'm disappointed. I won't tell you guys how it works. But I'm disappointed that there's not like a dude lighting a stick uh, down at the barge. Yeah. And I feel like if there's one person they'd actually let do it, it might be you, Don. Oh, it, you I don't think they'd I. let Let's me do it. it. Yeah, sure. I it. think you could talk them into it, <laughs> and we could be there right off the barge with a stick. Oh, yeah. I guess they say it's very dangerous, but does that scare yeah. you?
7: Uh, no, I do it every year, actually. <laughs> that's what I do down okay. up, off the river yeah, yeah. In, in Iowa, because it's legal there.
0: I don't know why I loved your reaction when I said it's dangerous. It was just like, eh. Oh, yes, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's both of us. Well, cool. And you guys can be standing off to the side thinking we're morons, as
8: we do that. Probably sipping casper. i hold the water. <laughs> so, if something goes awry, I'll knock you down with the
2: water hose. Thank you. It's very kind, kind actually of actually being in Kansas City working, but I, I got think, you. I think the biggest explosion I saw for a fourth was when I was overseas. A certain group I was with let off a few 55 gallon drums of fuel. Really? Damn. Okay. So it, made, it made quite the quite the sight. Okay,
0: hold on. I have to ask. I have one other um, uh, July 4th related thing. It's the more serious thing. But I have to ask, when you're uh, deployed on the 4th of July, how do you guys celebrate on, on military bases? Is it nuts? Are those celebrations kind of amazing or, or not?
8: It depends if you're with a main company or if you're kind of like yeah. on a secluded group. Uh-huh. The secluded groups have a little more fun.
0: It's fun we shouldn't be talking about on the radio. Right. Those guys okay. are out of sight, out of mind. You know. So <laughs> I got it. Okay. All of a sudden, a couple things are just training exercises. Yeah, you, go. you People. Okay. Gotcha. I
7: personally don't remember a fourth when I was in. You know, because you did the days were not.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
7: Um, that's the not. Published a lot of times. Gotcha. Stuff like that. And okay. You do not know, you know what It's
0: is. not a focal point. I got it. That makes sense.
7: Afterwards, it has been the rest of my life been a focal point. Okay. It's my favorite holiday because I get to honor. Proud to be American. William wow. Greenwood. That's, that's my
0: favorite well, song. So that's yeah. actually the last thing I wanted to kind of end and, and chat with you guys about. So there's this stat out there. There's this survey uh, that people took online. 56% of people said they're celebrating the 4th of July in the United States. 26% said they're not celebrating. And uh, 13 or 18% said they got they weren't sure, which is a weird thing to they're be confused. They're way related to Biden <laughs> I right, like you're, you know, <laughs> the Biden family is 13 percent. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but, but here's the one that I thought was the most impactful. And it's 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 judgmental of my generation. I've, I've talked about being a millennial on the show before. Under the age of 40, 25 percent of people describe themselves as not very patriotic or not patriotic at all. Oh, and for that reason, won't celebrate uh, the Fourth of July. Um, as a quick reaction from anybody in the room, maybe we start with Don. Come hang
7: out with me. Now, I'll change you real quick. You'll, you'll have fun. You'll how have fun. so?
0: Tell me what you do. You we, just... I
7: promise we won't fall up any stairs. Okay. <laughs> I'll help Can
0: I oversimplify then my question to you guys, and, and I'll, I'll make it more uh, direct. Um, do you think a lot of people that feel that way don't appreciate what this country actually provides and has uh, compared to other places in the world. Because what, what I, I gauge in that is that if you're 40 or younger and you haven't um, been around a lot of people who've served and protected our country, if you if you haven't thought a lot about some of the, the challenges that people face beyond uh, the borders of this country, then I, I think there's ways to, to feel this way that are naive and not just someone who's anti-American, uh, but just not, not – you know, educated as well as they should be. Is that a right way to say it, or would you like? Yeah, to say, I okay. think.
8: I think not being educated. The other thing is, is, is a lot of people don't under, understand the real, true meaning of sacrifice. And if you haven't had to sacrifice something, and you've been quote unquote entitled, sure, you don't know what sacrifice is, and that's part of the problem.
0: Right, so it's not just appreciation for what is given to us in this country. Right. It's appreciation for the way in which this country continues to to sacrifice to provide that.
8: Okay. Correct, and they, and they don't understand how but what the sacrifices were yeah. for us to become a free country.
0: Does this make uh, guys like you who served and Protect Our Country discouraged at all when you hear that 25% of young people don't feel patriotic? Not me,
7: me because I understand it. Um because I been, went through it. If they haven't been through it, how can you be discouraged with them? Maybe sure. you teach them. And one, before I forget, Mr. Bailey, our commander, Chad, yes. you like that, Mr. Bud? Um, <laughs> uh, I just want to make an, an announcement um, that he doesn't know. He uh, just got elected as our district uh, I know commander. Who's... Wow, look at that. And I'm pretty proud of him. I know. Congratulations. This. What? I he, know
2: this. He's the commander.
7: He knows stuff. <laughs> the whole district. And we're, we're awful proud of Chad. Okay. Uh, we really, because he's dedicated. You know, yes, yeah. Um, Him and our quartermaster is
2: so dedicated. You
0: guys do a great – Chad, do you want to answer that question uh, about younger people not feeling patriotic and not celebrating the 4th of July? I
2: think they're misinformed about some of the the good stuff of this country. Mm -hmm. I know we have our problems, but I've been to places where people live in mud huts, no running water, no electricity, no Mm -hmm. AC, and they're happy.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that is the other weird thing that there are people
2: uh, that are provided a lot less uh, than we have, have here. And they don't have social media. So right. That might be part of it. They're not arguing about <laughs> some you of Been the in things. my
7: house again, Chad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, thank you guys. That's a great way to end it. A quick
0: break. A lot more. 1470. 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470. 100.3. WMBD. It's the Craig Holland Show. It is a Friday. Uh, Casper Beer was brought in by the VFW in Peoria Heights, and the guys are all still hanging out. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just do a little more radio, if you don't want, if you don't mind, and then we can all go and have fun at the VFW. Uh, but I still got Don here, I got Eric here, I got Chad here hanging out with me. Uh, that's how you're getting introduced by the third segment. I <laughs> cool. do the fancier stuff. Okay. <laughs> I want to do a couple quick stories for you. The first one. I don't know if any of you have been paying attention much to this, but Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to fight each other at some point, and it keeps getting more (laughs) I love how everybody's happy about that. Here's what's ridiculous to me, though. I think this is ridiculous. Not only have UFC, like, well-trained guys – volunteered to coach both of the dudes. Uh, I just found out today that the Italian government offered to let these guys fight in the Coliseum like gladiators. Do they deserve this level? Like, there's so many better fights. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg fighting in the Coliseum is going to be disappointing. You might buy it on pay-per-view. You might watch it. It's not going to be a great fight. If we have access to something like this, we need way better fighters in this situation. That's my take. I don't know what you guys think well, about this. My take would be let's say we take all this
8: pay per view money and give it to the VFW so sure. we can do more <laughs> great cool. things. There go. Go. We could really let's go over that. the top
0: with this, though. Yeah, no, but there's got to be a better matchup that well, could exist. Well, one
7: thing we got to do is make sure they have a standard price because Musk will probably take him out in about 10 seconds. <laughs> so uh, I
0: don't know. we got
2: to get a big price okay. up front.
0: You guys actually want to see this, though, as veterans who no, serve, protect? No. Okay, no. No.
2: <laughs> Stupid. I see, okay. as, I see it as maybe one of the biggest comedy shows of the decade.
0: Sure. Mark. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Would you want to train either guy? Would you guys want to actually train somebody to fight in this or no? I'll I train, train
7: Biden. i train Biden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There you go. My visual
8: is watching one run to the corner and curdle up. Right. Just don't know which one it would be first.
0: Well, my favorite point uh, that happened a couple days ago, too, is Elon Musk's mom tried to stop the fight. Uh, Like any mom, (laughs) she said that she was canceling it and he wasn't allowed to fight. That's a real thing that was online. It's hilarious. All right, let's do something else. Uh, Let's do this. Uh, Single women have been complaining on social media recently, uh, not here in the United States, uh, in New Zealand, I guess, and in Australia, that they struggle to pick up guys at the gym, uh, specific guys, guys that they think are very attractive. I wonder how veterans would react to uh, attractive ladies at his gym that say it's too hard to pick up a man in public. Does anyone want to react to that conversation? Well, I despi- thought Chad despite wanted to lean my in. my
2: looks, I am a gym rat. <laughs> okay. And if I'm in there lifting, I don't want to be bothered. Even if it's like a really cute girl? No, uh, I, don't I know not want to be My I know mind relationship. Is on what yeah. I'm doing. Really? Really? Even a single guy
0: wouldn't want to have a – your troop, your troop lifters, <laughs> okay. they're in there. For
7: I'm lift. married. I digress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, because this is the thing you hear all the time when women complain on social media that like a guy was checking you out or a guy tried to talk to you in the gym. You don't usually hear that dudes would shut down a conversation with a lady at the gym. But you're saying that, Eric? Are you agreeing with him on that?
8: Yeah, but on the same token, I've been to Australia, so Australia's <laughs> yeah. a little bit different <laughs> because different
0: there? Okay. when
8: we were there, it was Don's
0: already laughing. Thir-
8: 13 girls to every guy. So gotcha. The, They're fighting to to get their man. The you numbers know? are different. So numbers are different. Yeah, you
0: know? they said that they feel creepy uh, on some of these posts. The women who are walking up to dudes in gyms feel creepy uh, trying to hit on them and talk to them and eventually ask them out. I don't know how the world is broken. This feels like a broken world to me. And all you guys in studio are saying it makes sense. <laughs> well, kangaroo jump, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what well, you think about today, their timing. It could be really. It could be their timing. Okay. Are they it, in the middle of a set? Uh, are they you know? The timing that's could funny. be part of it. So too. walking out of the gym,
0: you'd be willing to have that conversation. Walking out of yeah, the gym. Gotcha. That's you know, funny. I got
7: you. You guys so. are nuts. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh,
0: one last thing I want to ask you about. I thought this was kind of interesting, too. 49% of Americans say they're receiving more scam calls. Are you guys anybody here getting more?
7: Don just put his hand in the air. Four or five hundred a day. Really? What oh, you do you do? My wife and
0: I. It we uh, we
7: block them or my wife jokes. Okay, and my buddy spams calling. And um, <laughs> but
0: the good news. You don't is, answer. You don't talk oh, to anybody. No.
7: Okay. Our phone though says scam likely, and we just
8: just ignore it. it. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. about you guys? Do you do anything? If it's on the work phone, I usually pick it up and talk to them, and especially the <laughs> warranty guy, I tell him I have. I just bought 13 brand-new vehicles for the company. Your own warranty. Yeah, and make make him go through the whole spiel. Then I'll say,
2: can you repeat that one more time? That makes sense. Usually they hang
8: up at that point.
2: (laughs) Do you want to weigh in on that one, too? I usually just don't answer. Just don't answer?
0: I do. I answer a lot, and I text a lot, and then I'm getting way more and more and more. Okay, hold on. One other thing now. A texter just asked me a question. You guys all know this guy, MT. MT. Mike just texted me something. He said, ask about the smoke. Uh, So, this is more of a serious question. So, the last couple days, uh, we've had a lot of crummy air quality. Yeah. Uh, And MT is one of the guys who texted me and said it reminded him of burn pits when he had uh, served. I've done that. I've done that. Did that remind you the last couple days? No, no, no. no? no, 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 Is it because you didn't go outside
7: a lot or it just wasn't the same thing? No, it it smelled. Burn pits are pretty. I mean, the smoke, but a fire would give you that. No, I I did. their toilets basically. You're okay. Burning the Yeah, stuff just and constantly. And it
0: smelled terribly. Yeah. It, not, so the last couple of days, nothing for you, no, Don. No, uh, what about you guys? Me. Eric? Yeah, I mean,
8: it's not a whole lot
0: here either. Yeah, I am not. I don't want to overblow what MT said. I don't think that he said it was no. actually uh, the same, but it just it was reminiscent of it. Well, so he needs to put out
2: this fire to his little location. Where <laughs> that's probably where it's all coming from.
0: Yeah, he's just setting his own
2: stuff on fire. <laughs> right. Fortunately for me, I've been working on Kansas City, and the smoke hasn't reached that far yet.
0: Okay, so you haven't really experienced any of it at all. Um, well, uh, tell me what else uh, you guys are thinking about for the 4th of July or anything. Share something going on for you. Something well,
8: The biggest thing that's on my mind here lately is uh, we've started a a teen group at our VFW. Sure. Um, Sunday we had those gentlemen showed up and clean out gravestones. Wow. Um, I can't be more proud of that little group that we had. And it started with the guy we had on the radio, uh, William Tobias. Yes. Um, And that that group is just phenomenal. I just see it growing. So, again, kind of put the word out there. If you have any teens that are looking for a place to hang out, learn real true history from the mouths of the historians themselves, those who Mm -hmm. live the history. Um, We do a meeting every second Sunday of the the month. We do a kind of a hangout time. Sure. And then the fourth Sunday we do an activity, whether it be helping veterans or even taking a field trip to, let's say, a war memorial and explaining with people from that war Mm -hmm. what that memorial really means. So,
0: yeah. We support. open it up to
8: different people. I mean, it's not just con- you know, it's it's for the pure area teenagers.
0: Right. right. But I want to I want to make sure because I know we've talked about this before. But anyone who hasn't heard it before, so uh, a young man came into the VFW. I was actually there, uh, which is awesome. Uh, it says I go yeah, there a lot. We love having you there. <laughs> Thank <too>. you, <laughs> it was fun to be there. <laughs> there. I get my beer put on the um you know the bar stool right before I even get there. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm pulling in, they're pulling they're pouring they don't one. Don't need that for me. I'm <laughs> mad now. <laughs> I mean, it never happens. I don't know you're talking about. Mr. Collins. Oh, yeah, and you. I don't drink. Maybe that's why. That's probably why. But now. So um, uh, I was there. He walked in. He definitely didn't seem like he should be in a bar. So they ushered him outside and then they asked him why he was there. And the conversation was just I wanted to learn more about serving, protecting our country. And that has snowballed. One guy, one 16 year old kid wanting to to meet people on Memorial Day uh, turned into a whole bunch of kids that you guys now uh, twice a month um, give a place to go that's safe. An opportunity to, to have certain conversations or talk to people, like you said, uh, that have been through certain life experiences to essentially uh, ruin this number that I talked about a minute ago where 25 percent of people under the age of 40 uh, don't have uh, patriotic feelings inside them. Uh, but even more so than that, I want you to talk about uh, what that last experience was. Honor Their Sacrifice is the name of a guy who's been on the show, mm-hmm. uh, John. Uh, he had a mission to clean all the graves uh, at one of our, our graveyards before Memorial Day. And these uh, these young kids decided to experience that, going to the graveyard and cleaning military graves. Uh, how long were they there?
8: They were there all day. Um, we used that as our activity day.
0: Yeah. Um, also, what did, give them, give
8: what them did, a little bit of experience to that.
0: What did they say? What was the end result they, of They were
8: very moved by doing the actual yeah. work. It's It's minimal labor, really.
0: It's barely but late. Yeah, you spray you, something, you wipe something, you wait, and then you do it again, and then it's clean. Right,
8: but you have you have some time to, to, to mingle with your friends. You have yes. time to reflect. You yep. get time to look at at the gravestone itself and think mm-hmm. about that person who's there, how much history they actually right. have seen for you.
0: And the craziest part about it, and I know we're up against <laughs> it, we got to take a break in just a second and go to the news, and then I'll be back on Monday. But when you actually see the dirt get removed from this a military grave that has been neglected for a bit, The idea of, like, not being forgotten or just the the message of that in a visual way is incredible. And so great job uh, bringing uh, young people down and getting them that experience.